Tuesday night, deep into August of 2017. It's the best show here each and every Tuesday for your listening pleasure. My name is Tom. I'm the host of tonight's episode of the best show. And we have a fun show for you tonight. What are we doing? I don't know. Just call and listen and be a part of it. The number 201-332-3484. We are all here, and it's going to be a fun time, and that's kind of it. Sometimes, you just got to get to it. The best show. Let's do it. the best show here Tuesday night what's up everybody my name's Tom I'm the host for tonight might change got a good group out there AP Mike how are you Mike he's good he's fired up Dudio 
He's good. Pat. Pat's fine. Pat gets the points. Good. Good. Mike gets two points. Dudio negative two. Pat six. For saying fine. Dudio, uh... Well, monkey see, monkey do action. Monkey see, monkey do-dio. You guys gonna order pizza? It's up to you. You want it, order it. You know you have the uh, eternal green light now to order pizza. Well, I have Zalva Slice. What do you want, Mike? Pizza? I was like, when this guy, this is, uh, nothing gets me. It's Michael down to yeah, I'll have a slice. Oh, you don't do us any favors. Acts like I'm putting him out to put a slice of pizza in his mouth. Yeah, I'd have a slice. Oh, gee, would you? Would you? Oh, I'd really appreciate it so much. If you, oh, thank you, Mike. Yeah, I'd have a slice. I love him. I love him. I love the guy. Love him. I love you, Mike. I tell you, he was in paradise last week. Andrew Dice Clay called in. That was for him. That was paradise. I never saw a bigger smile on his face. When Andrew Dice Clay called up, uh, Kevin Corrigan got him to call in, uh, Got him to do his uh, toilet routine. I tell you, I never saw Mike. Mike was that was a Christmas morning for Mike. But I'm telling you right now, that that's not that was an exception. That was like the that was like the eclipse. <laughs> that was the that was the best show's eclipse, Mike. No, that was not a damn burster. That's that's in your fantasy. That, that, that's just now, now there's something we turn around the shows, uh, like we're in, uh, the, uh, the Port Authority men's room. Like, a uh, writing on the uh, bathroom wall. No, the show's not gonna be, it's not bathroom wall radio, Mike. Although that would be a good name for a show, right? Bathroom wall radio. Would you host that? Why don't you come in here first? I want to actually ask you about this. Let's figure this out. Maybe we figured the next franchise out. Bathroom Wall Radio. What do you think? AP Mike presents, or the best show presents. I would have to get a producer thing. Like, yeah, there you go. There's certainly an audience for it. Yeah, of course there is an audience for it. Was that in question? Whether there's an audience for filth? <laughs> Why you weren't you weren't sure you weren't sure people would rally behind? Oh no, I, I'm toilet I'm sure talk, is, but uh, you know, I might yeah. expand the audience. Yeah, yeah, I might know. expand it. Yeah, yeah, expand the audience. That's what like I'm about you know, hose out a garbage can, expanding the market. Yeah. Yeah, it's like hosing out a dumpster, uh-huh. right? Yeah, like the black sludge out of a dumpster. Uh-huh. What about that? What if we did a special series? What was it called again? Bathroom Wall Radio? Bathroom Wall Radio, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Writing on the bathroom wall uh-huh. with AP Mike. Yeah. I mean, you've seen interesting things on uh, the bathroom wall. I've seen interesting things yeah. on the bathroom wall. Yeah. As far as bathroom wall writing mm-hmm. goes, I always liked, I always admired mm-hmm. the guys who could write real small, mm-hmm. and they'd write in the cracks between yeah. the tiles. So, so you really yep. had to scrutinize. Yeah. You had to scrutinize yeah. that. And the, you know? and the the gra- the the caulking. Yeah, yeah. They could write. It, they were just like. Seems like that took practice. Oh yeah, it's a real art form. I yeah. think for them to just you get know? it at the right angle. Yeah, and to know they have the right pen that's not gonna. It's not going to bleed. And, and there's, there's an art to bringing you in focus. You know, you have to get very close to it to read it. And yeah. then, you know, depending on what it says, you know, mm-hmm. you're either like truly disappointed or like, yeah. hey, you know, that yeah. was pretty brilliant. It was worth my effort. I was shocked by some of the – you know where I was shocked? The, the, there's the diner in Jersey City that we're not going to name. Uh-huh. There's a diner that has an inordinate amount of – It's a, and it's a decent diner. Uh-huh. But you go in the men's room – an inordinate amount of just straight up old fashioned bathroom wall graffiti. Yeah, like is it the one we've we've yeah? With it's it? the oh, one. Okay, it's the okay, one we've yeah, gone yeah. to after the yeah, show. Yeah, you're right. It, it did have where you go and it's just like wow, this is like a throwback. Uh-huh. The amount of just yeah trash written on the wall. And were there okay. some? Uh, were there any phone numbers? There, that's, were, there that's, was. That's that's, that's the, the really yeah. That's the true test. <laughs> the phone number. The phone number. When you put it. Put a phone number. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess, you know, a lot of people do Here that to, to get back at, at their enemies, right? I guess you must put the phone number on the wall to just try to, yeah. You know. Um, Can I make a pitch for this podcast? <laughs> Here comes, dude, I'm going to say. What's up to Mike? You got to ask Mike. Don't look at me. Yeah, ask Mike. I, I'm welcome ask to Mike. suggestions. Mike. I'm, I'm welcome I'm to just a, I'm just a producer, a lowly, I'm just a lowly <laughs> producer of this. What if Mike has to call one of those phone numbers in every Ooh. show? Wow. Yeah. Would, Would you do think? that? Yeah. And then interview the Would person on the other side? What are you doing? Uh-huh. It'd do be it? like a, yeah, it's like a degenerate version of Chris Gethard's <laughs> podcast where he gives the number out. Well, the, the lowest version is that you start writing the phone number of this show on the bathroom wall and see who calls in on Tuesday night. That's an idea, too. Maybe do that weird hotline. Yeah, we yeah, the weirdo is, line. Yeah, weirdo line. Yeah. Bathroom wall calls. I, could, I know a few bathrooms I could put the Start number up. <laughs> I'm going to show you a picture, Mike. This is the greatest bathroom wall graffiti I've ever seen. It was in a Staples. It was in a Staples men's room. Someone wrote Office Max Rules in black. In black. It looks like, it looks like just Sharpie. Written on the wall. How many? Now, I, I, I thought you were going to show me. There was another famous one you took when, the night of the accident. Oh, right? yeah. The pig. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a whole folder full of those that you've accumulated? No, just those oh, two. Okay. Those, were the, those were the two that, okay. that made an impression on me. Okay. <laughs> the, yeah. Uh-huh. The, uh, the one after my car accident on election night uh-huh. when I uh, was at the tow the tow facility, uh-huh. or the the scrapyard, basically. Yeah, and then they uh, let me use the 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 uh, the restroom, and written on the wall was "Pig, use the brush, clean s on toilet." <laughs> yeah, that just yeah. was. Um, yeah, it's kind of summed up the way things have gone uh-huh. uh, since then. That uh, 
Yeah, that was a uh, that that was uh, that was an all timer for for bathroom. But, it, but let's figure. We're going to figure yeah, this yeah. out now. Bathroom wall radio okay. with AP Mike. Yeah. You maybe get one of your friends here, uh-huh. right? You get all your crew. I don't want them in here, though. Crew member. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I think it might be time, uh-huh. like a spinoff show. Yeah, right? there you go. Yeah, if the Mike shows, if the Mike show, it, pure, that happened. Yeah, right? yeah Mike yeah, show yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, that was a, a phenomenon. But now we get a new, and then uh, you also had um, uh, uh, with Therese, you did yeah, uh, Depravity's, Depravity's Ram. Ram. Yeah, that's that a, the, yeah, that was fun. But now the new era of Mike. <laughs> Bathroom yeah, yeah, wall radio. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I would. I think. I think. Uh, let's let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's workshop it. Yeah. Let's workshop <laughs> it. Yeah. We'll do table read. Okay. All right, Mike. Thank you. Get out. Yeah. So. Uh, what do we hear music-wise? I played a couple songs by Monster Magnet. Uh, I played uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead from Dopes to Infinity. And I played I Live Behind the Clouds from Last Patrol. And those two songs go out to... Uh, a guy who passed away a few days ago, Jeff Pettit, in down in Nashville. He was uh, a co-founder of uh, Fond Object Record Store, which was uh, one of my favorite stores, and uh, it's a great, it's a fun, great place. It's a the centerpiece to a fun, great scene, and he was a great guy, and uh, yeah, like a legitimately good guy. Always talked about Monster Magnet with me. He uh, passed away a few days ago. Unexpectedly, truly heartbreaking. Because um, he really just... That was a good guy. I mean, I really... I'd been to Nashville a bunch in the last few years. And stopping into the store and seeing him at the store. Always a uh, highlight. He was a legitimately great guy. Uh, the kind of person that, um, you know, just the world doesn't have enough of. And it's a horrifying, sad, tragic loss. And, uh, our condolences to everybody and any events or things that are going on in his memory, we'll talk about on, uh, on the show or on Twitter. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, get the word out. And, uh, yes, so just the worst. So, uh, rest in peace and, uh, uh, my sincere condolences. You will be missed, Jeff. And the phone number here. 201-332-3484. We're just taking calls tonight. Having a, a, a show. I just, uh, I'm having a busy, uh, yeah, busy week. Busy week. 
a little, little, uh, little, uh, little tired. I was uh, sick. Got sick. I've been fighting something, and uh, yeah, been doing some work on some weird things. And it's a, it's a, so I'm a little tired. I apologize right now. First of all, I was, I've been sick for a few days and then got a chance to work on some, some, uh, last minute work thing. So that means vape triloquism has been postponed by one week. It's coming. My vape triloquism career will start. Planning on next week. Next week, guys, I will begin vape triloquism. Got to figure out whether I'm going to go get a little ventriloquist dummy and run a vape tube down his mouth. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So spot me another week. Going to figure that thing out. Yeah, so I was sick. Had a weird thing a few nights ago. Uh, my uh, lady friend, Terry T, had some automotive trouble and had to get uh, her car towed. So we were we were doing that. And I only mention this because of, uh, it was, uh, the, the tow truck, uh, one of the weirder things that has ever happened was tow truck pulls up triple a guy goes, uh, guy gets out and, uh, Say to him, uh, I say to him, uh, how are you tonight? You know, he says back, quack, quack. That's what he said, quack, quack. How are you tonight? Quack, quack. Really? Okay, yeah, by all means, let's get the car up on the thing here. I'm not worried you're going to tear the bottom out of it. You, you, you clearly know what you're doing. Quack, quack. How does someone do that even in a... It was so odd. That might have been one of the oddest things. Especially when people are like just stressed out. A car isn't running and then you got to get a tow truck and it's raining and all the stuff. And I mean, then that's what you do. Quack, quack. What's that, Mike? No, he, he didn't just quack. He... He didn't make a whole lot of sense either. This guy. He's having a little internal monologue going that he would, uh, eventually, uh, decide to, to let us in on, uh, what he was saying there. Yeah. I tell you, man, I said it last week. I said it a, a couple weeks ago to, uh, James Murphy on the, the full, 
three-hour interview with him that goes into the history books. Doesn't apparently doesn't go into Podmaster Splitsider, but yeah, they'll be they'll be uh, proven wrong. I you know because I look at these things. I look at these. And look, I'm not going down this road. Well, I actually am right now. Totally going down this road. Media blackout continues on the best show, apparently. Last week, just get, uh, the last two weeks, get, uh, James Murphy, a guy hasn't done, uh, did, hadn't done, uh, full interviews. Uh, it, 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 he did one in England and then he comes on and talks for three hours, answers every question. Yeah, I guess that's not good enough for, uh, for Podmass. Or Splitsider. Splitsider's on the way out too. I'm going to flush that site next. Right? Right down the turlet. Then uh, last week, just Kevin Corrigan comes. This is an actor, a guy, one of the greatest guests on this show. He's bonkers. He's the funniest. He's as funny as it gets. That guy kills me. And he's so talented also. But then he gets Andrew Dice Clay to call, and uh, he goes on a a turlet tear. Right? And he mentioned that. Nah, why would you? Why would you mention that? No, of course not. Now let's talk about uh, hamburger men. Uh, to talk to about uh, the onion rings. And look, I've listened to this show. People say, "Oh, you're putting them down." I listened to. I listened. And by the way, who's saying that? The guy, is that the sausage king of Chicago? Oh, you're putting them down. You know this is what's that guy's name? What did he say his name was? What? Remember? Ferris uh what? This is Al was it Al something? The sausage king of Chicago. So that's how it is in their family. Ferris Bueller. Not a great movie. Not a great movie. Fun burst of energy. It's more energy than, than uh, good. Now, Abe Froman. That's me, Abe Froman. Sausage King of Chicago. Yeah, no. But look, who cares? Never going to watch Ferris Bueller in my life again. When am I going to sit down? Oh, let's put Ferris Bueller on. Yeah, Pass. I guess if I did a thing where I talked about a podcast, talking about uh, we'll do one minute of Ferris Bueller analyze one, then I'd be a, oh, I'd be a hero. Oh, they carry me through the streets at Podmass, Splitsider. It'd say celebrate me from the rooftops, the best show. And look, Splitsider's fine. I'm just busting. I'm, I'm, I'm teasing them. They're fine. They could have written about the best show with the Andrew Dice Clay. No, guess not. But. But then, uh, yeah, I listened to this hamburger, man. I listened to Joe Mandy. Joe Mandy was on here. He's, uh, he was so funny on here. Let's do him on hamburger, man. They're talking about Dunkin' Donuts. It was fine. It was fine. Was he a thousand times better on here? Yeah, he was. Yeah. That's not his fault. I'm not saying who's a blame, but, uh, I want to look in that uh, that uh, that Burger King mirror, hamburger men. 
And then this other thing, Blank Check, which again, I'll say, it's a good show. I've listened to episodes of it. It's a good show. I like the one guy a lot. The dude who's in it. I should have him on. The, the, the actor dude. Uh, the guy who's on The Tick. P, uh, Griffin. Uh, Griffin. I was talking to uh, Peter Serafinowicz when I ran into him a few months ago. And he said he's a nice guy. All well and good. Look. It all happens. It's their moment. Their moment to shine right now. Are we how many? Are we 700? I think we're about 700 episodes in on the best show now. Can someone give me a total? I did a, a rough uh, math on it. 700 at three hours a pot. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nuts what this thing has become. And I love it. I've seen them all come and go. Your Sean O'Neill's and your whatever. I think they talk all about Hollywood Handbook. They got five more episodes to talk about them. I talked to uh, someone who I cannot say who it was, an insider at Hollywood Handbook, and they're down to five five episodes. They're going to end at Halloween. Gonna do, I think they were gonna do like a couple best of, uh, things to kinda stretch the run out, like retrospective stuff, and then they're gonna do a live show, uh, that was gonna be the final thing, which I think they were shooting for like Halloween to be when it would air. So, not gonna have them to write about much longer. They got five more to go. We'll still be here. Best show will still be doing it. Hey, ah, ho, ho. Remember? My guy, Eddie Vedder. Lead singer of Grunge's Almond Brothers. Pearl Jam. Remember when it was just like, hey, Grunge is really doing this, this uh, thing that seems to be uh, kind of changing certain things. Man, who's going to be their Almond Brothers, though? Oh, these guys. Oh, they'll be the biggest one of all, and they're not going to go away. Almond Brothers. Would I rather listen to a Pearl Jam record or an Almond Brothers? That's, oh boy. That's. Eat a peach. Can you imagine sitting down and listening to that? Right? Oh, my God. I'd rather eat, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of things I'd rather eat than listen to eat a peach. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. What's on Eat a Peach? Whipping Post? Melissa? Which one's that? Sweet Melissa. Oh, yeah. Oh, that one. Michael. You know that one. Sweet Melissa. Oh, that one? Yeah, with the shags? 
Look, I got no time for the woman, brother. That ship sailed. Those clowns with their two drawn. Look, oh, rest in peace to all, of course. I wish ill on anybody. The shows, the shows about love. That's one thing you gotta understand. The best show is a loving show. We're nicer than every other show that's out there. Every one of these other shows, they're so, everybody, they, they, I don't care. I moan about these little things. I don't care. I've been here before it. I'll be here after it. This is the top of the mountain, baby. Best show. We did it. And we're going to keep doing it. I'm telling you what I'm ready to do with this show. You get ready. I'm going to throw everything out on this show. Crack the whole thing open again. I'm working on a couple things. Throw the whole thing out. Show's going to start getting weirder now. You know what I want to do? For Halloween for us? Because Halloween's on a Tuesday this year. What do you think about that? What would you think about this? Halloween. Me and AP Mike. We know we hold this is what we do. Hold it down here. Dudio and Pat hold it down. They get to host the show. From here, look, and I know. Where's Tom? Don't worry. Tom's on the phone. I'll call in. Me and uh me and Mike and like Fred from Honolulu will drive around. We'll do what? Do we have to bring Fred? There we go. Yeah, we do, Mike. Yeah. Or or maybe me and Fred. Then you can hold it down here, Mike. You have that much of a problem with it. Look, he's all right. I know a lot of people hate Fred from Honolulu. They think he's a, a windbag. Uh, his calls are b- b- boring. I hear I hear all the complaints. They think he's a uh, five-star snooze. He has no uh, point. His calls are rambling at best. In terms of focus. Those are some of the things. And those are the people who like them. But we'll figure out. It'll be me and some someone. You don't have to do it, Mike. You take the, take the night off, Mike. Finally, take the night off. I, well, I want to put you out. Yeah, I, I guess I could eat a piece of peanut. Yeah, this guy. Please, could you? Can you choke this slice of pizza down? So uh we'll drive around. We'll we'll do some pre we'll do some predetermined stops and we'll give out candy. What do you think about that? Wouldn't that be fun? Do that on Halloween. A couple months away. No, I'm not doing and here's the other thing. You know what else we could do, Mike? Did you see that thing the you know that thing the trip? To Steve Coogan and Rob uh, Bryden, where they go to different uh, restaurants. What if you and I did the trip to Bayonne, and we went around and ate at different places and just talked? Wouldn't that be nice? Maybe eat at that uh, quick check you're so fond of. 
They're building a new one. They're building. Look, look out, Bayonne. That new quick check. You guys did so right by the quick check franchise. There's another one on the way. They're probably both going to run each other out. Then there'll be no quick checks. We'll start figuring some things. I got to also do, uh, you know, do next week. Next week. How about this? Part of the show. Tom can't complain. I said I would do it. Tom can't complain too. Next week. Where you get to call up and talk to me and try to get, and you got to, you can talk about stuff and I got to sit there and just take it. I can't complain or I get fined. We'll do that next week. Next week we'll have uh, Vaptriloquism. Tom can't complain too. Another thing I want to figure out is this uh, cat. We did Dog Sember. We have to figure out the cat equivalent. I said I would. Didn't do it. Got to make that happen at some point. The cat equivalent of Dog Sember. What would I call it? What would I call uh, Catterday Night Live? What? Cat Timber? Cat Timber. So in September, we'll do a cat night. Cat Timber. And all you people can call, you know, the cat people can call and talk all about their cats. You gotta figure out what that'll be. These cats aren't gonna bark. That's the best thing about Dog Zember. You get these dogs going nuts. And wait till Dog Zember this year. I'm gonna have Good and Poochie down here. In studio. Good and Poochie. Me and Good and Poochie for three hours. Horsing around. Bring some treats down. I've been training Good and Poochie with, uh, got a, got one of those, uh, those, those kind of like, uh, cloth dummies and I put, uh, AP Mike's face on it. And I smear, uh, bacon all over it. Getting ready, Mike. You're gonna meet Good and Poochie. Best show. Tom, it's Roy. You gotta help me. Roy. Roy. Yes. Philly boy Roy. Yeah. How are, well, for people, well, let me just say, Philly boy Roy is the guy from Philadelphia, Roy Ziegler, who's been calling the show for a long time and checks in and it's great to have you back on the show. What, uh, what do you need help with? I'm in big trouble. You're in big trouble. What, what trouble? The cops are after me, as is a large percentage of Philadelphia. And they're 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 after you. Yeah. Why? Well, I believe the technical name for the crime is flagrant eclipse fraud. Flagrant? What is flagrant eclipse fraud? Well, I'll give you a little backstory, okay? Uh huh. Well, Roy Jr. told me I could make a fortune selling them eclipse glasses. 
You know, the ones that block out almost all the light so you can see the moon passing between the sun and the earth. Uh-huh. Well, I'm actually, I gotta say, I'm actually, uh, surprised by the grasp you have on what the eclipse actually is. Oh, that's not too insulting at all, is it? Well, it's, uh, you know what? It might be insulting, but you've given me every, uh, reason to, to end up there. Well, look, I didn't go to Harvard and Yale like you did. Yeah, yeah, I'm so, you're right, I'm just an Ivy League guy. I could tell, yeah. Yeah, you, you would hear the patches on my on my jacket, my elbow patches rustling. Yeah, I can hear that tweet, a, a swooshing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you're hearing, it's not, it's not tweed elbow patches, really. Is that what it sounds like? That sounds like a lawnmower. Somebody's trying to start a lawnmower. Well, you know what they say? One man's lawnmower is one man's tweed jacket. Okay. You can take that to the bank. Yeah. Okay. Oh, speaking of, so Roy Jr. said that he found a couple skids of NASA made eclipse glasses. Uh huh. And that I could make a fortune selling them for like ten times what they're going for at Wawa and Cumberland Farms. Uh huh. Well, you know, I'm actually taken aback now, and uh, this is probably the first time in the history of this show, Roy, that you are going to be on the receiving end of this question that's phrased this way. Oh, now I'm intrigued. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, shoot. You said that uh, Roy Jr. found a couple skids of these NASA-made Eclipse glasses? Yeah. Okay, well, Roy... Define found. Oh, you got me. The hunter is now the hunted. Yeah, it's like that police song. Yes. The student is now the, right? Every I'll, breath you take. Alabaster. Right? When you find the student is the master. Oh, the candle song, yes. The candles, yeah. Yes. The, the. You know, it's funny, it was uh, 34 years ago, what day was it, Sunday, I saw them at uh, JFK Stadium on that tour, Synchronicity. Uh-huh. Yeah, guess who opened? Um, I couldn't guess in a million years. Joan Jett. Madness. Mm-hmm. Little band called REM opened up with a twenty-minute peppy set. That's a good bill. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's a good bill. It was now when they did the video for like because they did the, the videos were the one. It seemed like those videos for that record they really broke the bank on the synchronicity video. Oh, was that the t the Tower of Garbage video? That's, that, yeah. that was Sync 2, wasn't it? That's Synchronicity 2, they're where, it's like, that was when Sting decided that he liked clothes that were run through a paper shredder. That's right. He was like a, uh, yeah, a, a, a paper shredded Mad Max. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it's like, you know what? Confetti Max. Do you know what Mad Max was missing? What? It was a, 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 a like a reggae-influenced pop-punk trio. So, yeah, they kind of provided that. But then the other videos, like, that album was so huge. Then, so, so the one with the wrapped around your finger, what did they just write, say? Yeah, we'll just have some candles. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, 
I don't know. Maybe them candles was expensive. They could have. Well, they were very long, so maybe they were. They were long, and what you don't know about that video, I don't either. Was them candles scented? A a narrow candle like that, I don't always think is a scented candle, but who knows? I don't know. Maybe that's where all the money went for that one. Could have been. Could have been. Well, Roy, I appreciate you checking. Wait, no, wait. We're in the middle of talking about, we're not talking about police music videos. I had asked you to define found. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, look, Tom, we can argue Samantha's all night, okay? Mm-hmm. Semantics. What's that? I oh, think... we're going to talk about the romantics now for an hour or two? No, we're not going to talk drummer, about... Drummer sang that first hit. He didn't sing nothing else as far as I know. Then he was out of the band. Yeah. Remember that? Boom, black slacks. Boom, black slacks. Now, that's Robert Gordon. Yeah. Well, I didn't... I'm... All right, Roy. A lot of cold studios in rock and roll. Black slacks. Uh, my generation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and what I like about you. A lot of, a lot of, it was so cold in them studios that they were stuttering. They real. I guess, I guess they, to keep the equipment cool, it really impacts the singers. It's like when you're on Conan, which I've been on like four times. Uh huh. They keep yeah. it cold. In, wait, you've been on Conan four times? Oh, yeah, yeah. In what capacity? Oh, you name it. Sketches. Uh, I've been couch guest twice. Mm-hmm. Music guest. You, Roy, Roy Ziegler was a musical guest. I was, yeah. I was playing in the Spin Doctors for a bit. Okay. For a bit. You were in the, yeah. I didn't, look, that's a whole other. I was in Kiss, too. You were in, I, I was. I was in Kiss for like two months. It was, it was right after Vinny Vincent left the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you were that, tra- you were helping in that period where they went from Vinny Vincent to Eric Carr? I should hang up right now. Mark St. John. Yes, and Eric Carr was the drummer, you ditch. I get it now. Yeah, look, I'm sorry. I don't have Although I, I give you points for Mark St. John. That's the, that's deep knowledge. Namaste. I tip my hat to oh, you. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Okay, well, look, anyway, getting back to, to, to uh, what I was trying to tell you about why I'm so scared. Yeah, you were very scared. I'm very scared again. You, yeah, there was a stretch where you were super scared. I was jubilant for a little bit. Now I'm, I'm scared again. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so look, fr- from Sunday to Monday, I sell like 5,000 of these Eclipse glasses for 20 bucks a pop, right? Okay. And, and like, that's enough for me to get my dune buggy gold-plated, which I did. Twice. You got okay. You got your dune buggy gold plated. Twice. Twice. Yeah, and truth be told, you really can't tell that it got double dipped. So it was kind of a waste of money. Sure. I guess yeah. You might have gotten taken for no pun intended, taken for a ride. If they only single dipped your dune buggy, and you'd think that would be. I get it. I get it. I, I didn't get it at first, but now I do. And it seems like it would be hard to, I don't know, turn the steering wheel, for example. Or maybe the engine might pay some kind of price for being lowered into into a, a vat of gold. Well, there is a, a price that the engine did pay. Which is? It throws the F up. 
looks like a gold block. So, what can you do? Yeah. Right? Well, they, they said it best. Well, here's the worst part of this whole, this whole story, all right? Yeah. Turns out the glasses. Uh huh. All of them. Uh huh. Faulty. Uh huh. But you, you, what, you said something about them being NASA made. I did, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They were. It said right on the glasses. Eclipse Incorporated, made in NASA. Uh huh. Made in Na- Na- made in NASA. Yeah, yeah. Not by NASA. No, in. And how is NASA spelled? As uh, um, N A S S A U. Why? Well, that's NASA, which is in the Bahamas. I know. Yeah, it's a, ta- a town in the Bahamas. I know. That's where they shoot off them spaceships. Crack a Ron Howard movie much? It don't sound like a do. Okay, that made me... That made my head spin. Good. Not in a good way. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that was a bad way to have your head spun. Uh Well, The Exorcist would be a bad way to have your head spun. Oh, I love that movie. Uh Uh-huh. I love three. Exorcist three. Yes, has one of the greatest uh, lines of all time. Uh, what was it? Okay. The priest, he's he's in his bed, right? He's in a hospital. Mm-hmm. And George C. Scott comes in. And the priest, you know, he's like a real curmudgeon, and he's, he lights up a cigarette, right? He's in his bed in a hospital. It's a, very, it's a very interesting scene. He's smoking a cigarette, and George C. Scott goes, those things will kill you. And the priest goes, they're quiet. Love it. It's a good line, right? Good line, sure. No, that's one of my favorite flicks. Uh huh. Exorcist yeah. three. Yeah. Okay. Well, you don't well, judge me. I judge you. I'm not judging you. I'm okay. Just an interesting little tidbit. Yeah. So anyway, look. So it turns out that the that these these glasses were just these old defective sunglasses that Roy Junior found behind Eclipse Gentlemen's Club up in Perky Omenville. Eclipse, what is the, what is Eclipse or the Eclipse Gentlemen's Club? Well, I, I think what you really mean is what was the Eclipse Gentlemen's Club? Oh, okay. Yeah. See, it was a strip club that got closed down because it was too raunchy. Uh-huh. Yeah. I only went there once, and I'll tell you, Tom, I was so uncomfortable, I had to leave. Uh-huh. And I have done and seen literally everything under the erotic sun, so I'm telling you, it was it was tough stuff. Ugh, everything under the erotic. That's the that's the that's the least that's the least poetic thing I've ever heard. That sounds poetic. That that's that's Shakespeare by way of Roxborough. I have seen and done literally. What was it? I have seen and done, I have done and seen literally everything under the erotic sun. Under the erotic sun. Yeah. But look, the Eclipse Gentlemen's Club. Yeah. You go in there and it's like, you know, you've heard of like topless service, right? Sure. This was topless and bottomless. And I'll tell you, at one point... 
until running around. Yeah, I had to. I had to. Uh, I had to bleep all of that. All over the hamburgers. Yeah. Ugh. I wish I bleeped that. Wish I didn't hear what I heard while I was bleeping it. Well, Tom, you know, so, life's full of things we don't want to hear. Yeah. Really is. Uh-huh. Anywho, look, so the Eclipse Brass must have realized at some point that the promotional sunglasses that, that they had made for them, that yeah. they was defective, and they must have just, like, wheeled these skids out behind the club and left them to rot. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So that you say they're defective sunglasses. Yeah. I mean, what, what's wrong with them? Well... You know how the function of sunglasses is to block the sun? Yeah. Well, these glasses serve the exact opposite function. So these glasses let the sun in? Well, not only that, they magnified the sun. Oh, they ma- okay. <laughs> they did, yes. Yeah. And so you can imagine what those glasses did when people put them on to look at the eclipse. Oh, I can only imagine. Their, their, their eyes must have been severely damaged. Not only that, man. People was running around Independence Mall with flaming eyes. Their eyes were actually flaming. Yes. It was like everyone in Center City was that guy from the cover of Blackout. Wait, the cover of Blackout? Oh, please don't tell me you don't know what Blackout is. It's an album? Yes! Okay. What? Oh, it's 1982. Mm-hmm. Kind of a breakthrough for this band. Okay, I think I got you. Break it out. There's no one like you. That, yes, yes, that was the breakthrough single, Scorpions, 1982. Yeah. yeah. And the cover of that album had uh, a guy on it. Yes. His eyes were not on fire, though. What was going on with them? It was it was a very troubling cover. That he had forks in his eyes. He was a fork face. Yeah, it was so. It's a really stupid album cover. Well, look, it's based in fact because that's what was happening to these people after they looked into the sun. They were getting, it was like they had forks buried in their eyes. Yeah, the sunlight was forming forks in their eyes. Uh-huh. It's something that actually occurs in nature. It's called flagrant fork fascia. Fork fascia. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I, I was not aware of that phenomenon. But. Well, you know, I, I, I can't begrudge uh, them their anger, all right? Yeah, I'd be a little upset, too, if I had burning fork eyes mm-hmm. and if my face turned light, bright blue. Uh-huh. Their, wait, yeah. their faces turned bright blue. Yeah. That's also something that occurs in nature. It's called flagrant azure fascia. Okay. I didn't realize you were such a fan of nature. I, I love nature. I love to go out into the park and do stuff. Yeah, okay, well... We don't need to get into what yeah. I do. I don't know if that has so much to do with nature as it is... It's it, nature happens to be a place where it's harder to catch you. Well, yeah, I can I can really leg it, as they said in Rude Boy. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, hey, speaking of movies. Yeah. I think we need to take a little uh, little moment for uh, for a little uh, little memory, okay? Mm-hmm. 
Where are they? Don't go. Ne- don't get no better than that. Do it. That's uh. <laughs> that was Jerry Lewis. Yeah, hardly working. Yeah. The the uh, the movie where he was a fifty one year old man tr- trying so hard to get his first job. I know you're being really sarcastic, but that's basically my life. <laughs> that's a, that's fair, I guess. Right? I guess you are kind of like Jerry Lewis and hardly working. Barnaby. His name was Barnaby. Right? You've heard the Yellow Tango song. Barnaby. That Wait, that's what that's about? Uh, duh, yeah. Wow, you learn something new every day. How about that? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh, well, he didn't know that. Wait, who? I was, there. I was there with you. No, he just left. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So anyway, look. Everyone had fork face, and they and they had the the the, the bright blue faces also, and yeah. they were chasing me through the streets. It was like five thousand rabid fork faced oompa loompas in flyer jerseys after my ass. Uh huh. Yeah, and then I got in trouble for taking a whiz on the Frank Rizzo statue near City Hall. Yeah, which has actually been in the news. The Frank Rizzo statues. People wanna people want to take that statue down. Because of his poor record and his uh, the corruption and abuse of power and being offensive and and uh, just a really discriminatory guy and okay you, you've made your point uh huh yeah yeah they actually uh, got the statue blocked off because people have been protesting it uh huh yeah well I mean yeah and it's it's I I got to give you points I never took you as that kind of guy but it's it's pretty uh roy uh, politically uh aware i guess is the way to say for you to protest the statue being up by you know to use your words taking a whiz on it oh i wasn't protesting that's where i whiz when i gotta go when i'm in center city i've been taking whizzes on that statue for years and even though it was roped off i figured you know I don't know. My my whizzes was grandfathered in, right? Oh, of course. That sounds logical. I could see well, how I could see how you would be shocked that that wasn't the case. Well, to, to, to be truthful, the cops didn't see it that way either. Yeah. Uh huh. They tried to arrest me, but guess what I did? What? I did that thing that they do in movies when when someone's in trouble, they're back in a corner, and they go. Hey, what's that up in the sky? Uh-huh. And yeah. then the person looks up, and then the person who's in trouble runs off. And and, and that worked? I'll tell you, it wouldn't have worked on any other day ever. They was about to cuff my ass. Yeah. And I said, oh, my God, guys, look, the eclipse is coming back. And they all looked up, and I ran my buns right out of there. Uh-huh. You got them on... So the eclipse actually bailed you out of getting getting cuffed. It did, and I ran. And I gotta say, I'm way faster now that I only smoke cigarettes. Uh huh. Yeah. As opposed to got an hour for the things you smoke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I I don't actually have an. All hour. right. 
Hey, you, you see that footage of Trump staring at the eclipse without his shades on? Yes, I did see that. That was a funny picture. Well, you know what? Mayor Rizzo, he would have looked at that eclipse for the entire duration of the thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, while eating a hoagie with one hand and beating up deadheads with the other. He didn't like deadheads. No, no. Hated the counterculture. Uh-huh. You know what? People been saying that Rizzo and President Trump are similar, and I, I, I do get it. Okay. Yeah, they, they share some, some similar characteristics. Uh-huh, like what? Well, you know, like uh, super manipulative, uh, narcissistic, uh, insatiable lust for fame and power, uh, flagrantly corrupt, uh, liars, uh, power drunk. Uh, semi or fully racist, uh, cruel, abusive, uh, terrible sense of humor, uh, counterculture hating. Uh, they both appointed reams of unqualified people to positions of power. What else? Uh, many of those unqualified people being their own relatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? They both engaged in bribery. Uh, neither thought society's laws applied to them. Mm-hmm. What else? You know, I, I actually better stop. I got to be careful what I say, right? Well, you worry. You are you worried uh, that Trump's going to come after you? No, I'm afraid Rizzo's going to come after me. Rizzo, Mayor Rizzo, Frank Rizzo, yeah. who's been dead for over thir- probably over thirty five years. No, he ain't. He's not. No, he's in the statue. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, he's in the statue. You know, if you look at the statue, his, his, he's got his, his hand up in there like he's waving. Uh-huh. That's his death pose. He was actually reaching up to strangle Phil Lesh, who was in his tour bus outside the Spectrum. So, Frank Rizzo, that's... Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Rizzo had a heart attack at that moment... And they bronzed him before he actually died. He wasn't dead. Uh, okay. He's still alive in the statue. He's, okay, yeah. He is, he is. My old lady, Philly girl Cheryl. All right. She still lays tasty cakes at his feet. And you know what? What's that? They're gone in the morning. Uh-huh, well, Roy, that's... Answer that and stay fashionable. Uh-huh, uh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, maybe you're the dumbest thing I've ever heard! All right. I've done my research, now you do yours. Do my research on what? That some some tasty cakes outside of a statue? How, how's that? There's, there's, there's decades and centuries worth of, of stories of people surviving for years in statues. Well, I guess I don't know enough about it. I guess when I went to Harvard and Yale, they didn't teach about people living inside of statues. That's because all you learned about was badminton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was... Uh, most of our studies did revolve around badminton. Right. I think every one of your classes was like that scene in Trading Places where where those four guys are, are singing that stupid song to those ladies in the country club. Remember that? Yes, the the barbershop type song. Yeah, that movie also has one of my favorite lines of all time. What's that? I'm a karate man. Karate man booze on the inside. I'm a karate man, karate man what? Booze on the inside. Okay. 
Yeah, that didn't pop out for me as one of the top lines. Okay. Got a real hey, speaking of being in stuff. Yeah. Seriously, you gotta help me. What? Wait, what, help you with what? I'm trapped in the eclipse. All right. This. Uh, I, what do you mean you're trapped in the eclipse? Did I stutter, boy? I'm in the eclipse. Did you, boy? Who's right. wearing the pants now? I'm letting that. How did you get trapped in the eclipse? What do I look like? Mike Tyson, the grass leaf? How should I know? Mike Tyson, the grass leaf? Or what did you just say? Mike Tyson, the grass leaf. He's only the biggest scientist, the most famous scientist that's ever walked. Neil deGrasse Tyson? Who? That's the name you're trying to say. Oh, I thought it was Mike Tyson, the grass leaf. No, you're huh. way All off. Right. Well, anywho, I'm yeah. in the eclipse. You're in it. Yeah, I'm in space, and it's so dark here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's dark. Is it cold? No, actually, it's kind of warm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, I mean, you'd think that if you were stuck in space, it would be uh-huh. cold. Well, let's try to figure this out. You said, okay. it's, you said it's dark. Uh-huh. Can you describe anything around you? Oh, my God. Like, can you feel anything? Oh, um, hang on. Um, and there's something here that feels like, I don't know, it feels like a laundry basket or something full of clothes. Okay. Let's say, hang on, over here. It's like a, it feels like a tire jack. Uh-huh. That's weird. Yeah, uh, Roy, it sounds like you're in the trunk of a car. What? No way, man. L- listen, if I've ever been sure of one thing in my life, it's that I'm stuck in an eclipse right now. And if I'm lying, Jeff Bezos doesn't have porno arms. Have you seen his new porno arms? It's so weird. It's like Kenny Aronoff, but he's a—he's like a—he's like a, a, a an internet dude. Yeah, he must—he must be at the warehouse. Moving around refrigerators or something. I think he's, I think you got it. He's doing skids, he's doing, he's doing fridge presses. Yeah, like when, when somebody orders like a washing machine, he's like, he'll like get in front of the, the computer and the order comes up, he'll be like, I got this one. There goes Jeff again. Yeah, he's really filling all those orders. He's doing, he's, he puts on his weight belt and then he, he, he lifts, he, I've seen him lift like big sinks. Marble sinks. And then puts them in one of those Amazon boxes. He does, he yes. drops it into a box with some packing peanuts. He's his own drone. Well, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Well, I, let me just say this, Roy, before we... It is impossible to be stuck in an eclipse. It sounds like you're in the trunk of a car, like I said. On Monday, did you, like, do or take anything that, like, any any substance, like, any drugs, maybe, that are altering? Just a flagrant load of shrooms. I mean, it was Monday. What else am I going to do? Uh-huh. Why? Well, I, I got to say, it, as you talk through all this and I look back at the things you talked about, 
it's a, it, it seems like perhaps you hallucinated everything you talked about, like the the faulty glasses and the people with blue faces with forks in their eyes and flames, and then the Frank Rizzo statue, and then getting caught in the eclipse. It, you might have hallucinated all of that. Oh my God! Really? Mm-hmm. Like, like it was all some kind of bad dream? Yeah, like I would. It's, it seems like you took the mushrooms and then freaked out during the eclipse and then hid in the trunk of a car and maybe I, fell asleep. You know what? I think you might be right. Oh my God! It's like waking up from a bad dream. I'm so relieved. Yeah, you know, I think you're 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 okay, Roy. You're okay. Oh my God, I'm so relieved, and I'm also so lucky to have such a best friend like you to talk me down. Thank you so much. Well, look, I'm glad. Look, best friend's probably strong word, but that's nice of you to say. I don't think so. I mean, I'm glad you're okay and you're piecing this together. You know what? I'm going to get out of this trunk. I'm going to go home. I'm going to grab Rhoda, Roy Jr., Rhoda Jr., little Rhoda, and give them all big hugs. That's that. Daddy's home. That sounds great. That sounds great. And please give them give them my best. I will. Uh huh. Cool. Well, I'm glad you're taking care of what's got to be taken care of from the right side of things. Cause cool. That's... All right. Well, I'm I'm getting out. Okay. What is going on there? It wasn't a dream, Rob! It was not what? Oh my god! I got a four-guy blue face mob after my haunches! Ah! Oh my god, no! I'm barely in front of them at this point! I gotta hang up now! Oh my Roy Oh my god That was horrifying Ugh He actually had a mob chasing after him. That guy's right I guess he was right then. Yeah. Clips. Did you like it, Mike? You like the eclipse? It's okay. Pat, did you see the eclipse? Pat left. What? I can't hear. Giant dog. Never had a car to drive, but I got shit to do today. Can someone please give me a ride? It's on the way. It's 
It's on the way. It's on the way. It's on the way. Well, I guess it's a different show now. Huh, Mike? This song had a few, uh... Bad words in it. But you know what? Giant Dog. One of my favorite bands. New album comes out, I think, on Friday! Toy! It's great. It's so great. I love it. I love them. They're the best. That song was called Fake Plastic Trees on the album Toy by a Giant Dog. Merge Records. This Friday. Love it. Go get it. said go get it speaking of go get it you know what else you got to go get tickets to see uh, uh, Sharpling and Worcester October uh, 21st Two shows. First show sold out. Second show is selling fast. A lot more tickets sold. It is going to sell out. I'm telling you now. Because I want you to get your tickets. I don't want you to miss out. There's still tickets for the late show. For New York City, we're not touring this show. It is the Rock Rotten Rule 20th Anniversary Extravaganza. At Murmur in Brooklyn. M-U-R-M-R-R. You can search it over at uh, Murmur. M-U-R-M-R-R dot Ticketfly. Dot com. It's almost sold out. These tickets are flying off the veritable shelf. I'm telling you this. First of all, I don't want to hear, I didn't get tickets. Can No, I can't. Sorry. You had your shot. They've been on sale. We added a second show. We added a second show for this very reason. And this goes for this goes for AP Mike and Pat. I tell you, if I'm doing this thing and I see Mike, I can't get in. Yeah, well, I don't have to tell you, man. Yeah, maybe go see Dunkirk. I think Dunkirk might still be playing. I'll meet up with you afterwards. Enjoy Dunkirk. Yeah going to sell out. It is going to sell out. What's that now? 
The link is on Twitter. And by the way, Twitter, I quit Twitter a few weeks ago. Pat and Dudio are running the Twitter account now. I'm going to say this. I love it. I love not being on Twitter. You're allowed. You're allowed. You're allowed to not participate in social media. Find the line that works for you and stick to it. Now here's a big announcement. What is one of the most sought after things in the in the Besho uh, his, history? Well, I'll tell you. It's a friends of Tom card. We we gave them out over the years as as uh, marathon premiums for people who pledged during the fundraising events at WFMU. Haven't been available in years. There has been no Friends of Tom card updated for this version of the best show even. But here's what we're going to do. You know that you can support the show over at Patreon, right? Patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the best show. We don't do ads. We did, it is just a listener sponsored thing where you, if you can give, then you give. Whatever you can do, you do. And we send you different things for different levels. That's how we do it. So get this. October 1st. When I figure, when I look on October 1st and I see everybody who is giving $10 a month or more on October 1st, by October 1st, gets a card, a new Friends of Tom card. If you were giving and you stopped giving, then you might want to give $10 if you want the card. It's a way to pay for the card and all the expenses with it, the mailing and all that stuff. And it's a way to support the show. And if you give now, you're probably going to give uh, for two months to get that October 1st point. I can't track a million different versions of everything. I just can't. So just know October 1st, that's when the monthly billing kicks in for the end of September. 
You can jump on and give for a couple months now, or you wait and you do it for just the the final end of September. Whatever. You do what you want. I'm just telling you. On October 1st, we're going through and seeing who is giving $10 or more. And those people are getting Friends of Tom cards, and that's the only way you can get a Friends of Tom card. That's it. Only way to get a new one. Quack, quack. Quack, quack. Hey, how are you tonight? Quack, quack. Weirdo. Best show. Hi. Hey. Hi, Tom. This is Kevin from New Brunswick. Kevin from New Brunswick. What's up, Kevin? Oh, not so much. Doing some editing. New Brunswick, New Jersey. New Brunswick, New Jersey. Well, as they say, how about that? Do you have a, a favorite place in New Brunswick, Tom? No. That's good. Do you? Of course. What is it? Bugalo Park. What? It's called Bugalo Park. It's Bu- by the hospital. Bugalo Park. Yes, sir. And what do you do at Bugalo Park? Well, when I was a kid, you could ice skate. You could ride your bike. Mm-hmm. And then there's a big hill called Red Barn Hill where we would sled every winter. And what are you doing now there, though? That's what you used to do there. Well, right now, I'm working in the city, okay. uh, doing some video editing. Hmm. The reason I called yeah. is because I wanted to thank you, first of all, for the show. I'm really enjoying it. I only recently became a fan. It's sweet of you to say thank you. What's your, and with the wor- What's your name Pardon again? Me? What's your name again, Sonny? Kevin. Kevin, that's right. With the world being so rough, uh, I picked a real bad time to quit smoking. Nah. And the best show makes it easier, so thank oh, you. Oh, that's nice of you to say. You know what they say, though. The world what? is a vampire. Boom. That'd be a good karaoke song. Like old Joe, right? That's actually part of my question for you. What's that? If, if well, despite all my rage, I am still just a rat in a cage, is that your question for me? The answer That was my is, first question. Yes. I still my am. second question is if... From what I've listened to on the show, you are a, a big proponent of karaoke. Why, yes, I am. And from what I've seen in the world, Donald Trump does not like to be challenged. I would like you to challenge Donald Trump to a karaoke. Get off my phone. Sure, that's realistic. I'll challenge the president to a karaoke battle. 
You're on thin ice, Mike. Mike? Try three? Best show, hi. Yo, it's your boy, Jello Girl. It's my boy, is this Jello Man? Yeah. Jello Man, oh my goodness. Can you believe it? Now let me just give some people some context for this. This guy is like a Philly character. He's like a he's a, he's like a, a a mirth maker, a party starter, a home builder, if you will. He does everything. He does everything. His name is Jello. His he comes from a very musical family. His brother is a rock star named Kurt Vile. And his name is Jello Man. How are you tonight, my friend? I'm doing good. Guess where I am? Uh, where? I'm at a music festival. I just snuck in. I'm laying low right now. What festival? It's called L O C K N. So, uh, pronounced Locken, if you will. And where's you hear that? Of it? Where? No, I don't. Who? Where is that? It's in uh Virginia. Okay. I came in here, acted like I was staff, and they let me right in. And, and I'm just laying low right now. And who's at it? Huh? Who's performing at this? Uh, the String Cheese Evidence, um, Bill Lesh, mm-hmm. Widespread Panic, yeah. David Sisters. You hear them? Yeah, you know what's good about that? All those bands are playing at that festival. Means mm-hmm. that, that everywhere that isn't there, those bands aren't. Wait, say it again. It's like the it's like Virginia's taking it on the chin for the rest of America right now, by by giving all of those bands uh, of a, a stage to play on. They yeah. they can't. Like- those bands are not. Uh, they're not polluting the rest of America right now. Well. I don't have to worry about accidentally seeing uh, Phil Lesh. What's the best Phil Lesh song, Mike? I want to tell you all about. What is it? It's like, I want to tell you all about. Huh? What? I want to tell you all about going down to Magnolia Junction, everybody else. Magnolia Junction, everyone, won't you? Go That's down, Mike's jam. Right? We're going to head on down to Magnolia Junction again. Yeah. I want to tell you all about I got stuck in a train station. Right? Mike? What is that, Mike, Sam? I met a pretty little lady in a flower dress. And she gave me, right? And she took me in. The Grateful Dead. I can't even sing a fake Grateful Dead song. I don't know. Mike gave me this CD to listen to. I can't bring myself to do it. James McNew gave me a link to watch of the Grateful Dead, uh, 72, and uh, Mike gave me this other, the CD. I can't bring myself to do it. I can't. Well, besides the music, I'm here for Jell-O and uh, T-shirts, you know what I'm saying? So you're selling your Jell-O shots. I got 600 t-shirts. You know what's on them? Uh, the Grateful Dead skull and a Jello no. shot. If I'm, you think I do that? No, I do my own little mm-hmm. uh, twist, if you will. 
What so, is it? You ever, hear, you ever hear of tricks, the cereal, or no? Oh, you mean with the with the rabbit? Yeah, if you look at my Instagram, you can see it. How would but, I not um, have heard of that? Well, anyway. Yeah, I didn't get around I to it. I didn't get around to it yet. I didn't hear. I got the. Well, I didn't hear I got about the it yet. Rabbit, right? The trick yeah. rabbit. Yeah. Just looks just like the cereal box. Yeah. And the trick rabbit is on there. Instead, he's holding a guitar. He's looking down onto a bowl full of like crazy kids that are just in the cereal bowl. And then on the top where it says General Mills, it says yeah. Jello Man. Yeah. It says Good Jello Man, like G and then Jello Man. I got to get one of those shirts. I'm going to head down. I'm heading down to the fest. I'll save you one. No, you no, I'll head medium? down. I'll go buy one on, on, on premises. Well, I got extra medium if you need it. Yeah, let's do it. I got, I got extra medium. I got remedial, job medial. All my shirts are based off like the medium. Mm-hmm. You know? So you're running this operation there. You got your jello shots. Yeah. You got a problem with it? No, I don't. Why would you think I'd have a problem? All I do is promote it. I know. I'm just kidding. A little touchy. Sounds like somebody needs a jello shot. We um I got about twenty four hundred jello shots. What's your favorite flavor? What's your favorite flavor of jello shot? I mean, I'm sick of Jello. You know what I'm saying? I don't even like it. Really? Yeah, I'm sick of it. But when's the I last had... time you had a Jello shot? I mean, the, the people make me take them all the time. They're like, "You got to take them with us," and I'm like, "I always just try to figure, figure a way to not take them," you know. But and I'm actually being serious. Like, I mean, I will take them, but the whole point is you got to start at 9 a.m. and you got to work till it gets dark. I found out if you take Jello shots or drink anything during the day. It won't. It will enable you to get to the end of the day, and you got to get the ups and the downs of the day. You got to, you know. Bottom line, I don't like to drink when I'm working, but you know, I drink wine. I'm drinking wine right now, box wine. I'm just hanging low. That's here a day grateful dead song, box of wine. I love that one. That's Mike's jam. Yeah. You gonna? Uh, why don't you bring Mike with you on one of these Jello retreats? Well, usually you got to come Tuesday, so is he going to be like be able to, like, you know, answer the phones? Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Look, yeah, we can figure we can cover Mike here. Don't worry. I might just smear some pizza grease on the phone and let a raccoon wander in. Excellent. Still wouldn't end up with that guy calling wanting me to challenge a president to karaoke. The raccoon would screen that one out. So, Beast, look, this is what I want for you, buddy. You, be, 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 I want you to make a ton of money. Yeah. Just watch your back. Man. These hippies, these hippies got a dark, there's a dark underbelly with hippies, man. You watch they your back. They spend a lot of money, though. Yeah. Watch your back. Got the hippies and you got the electronic, electronic music kids, you know, the rave kids. Mm-hmm. They all spend money. Good. Do I want to listen to the music? No, but do I want to sell them jello shots? Yes. All I say, these hippies, they, they, the first thing these hippies were pushing was the guys go on the road and the guys go out and... Uh, and uh, oh, Grilled cheese and fucking Bloody Marys. Get down with all the ladies and the ladies stay home and make the food. These, it's, these hippies yeah. are weirdly traditional. Watch Hippie your back. They got yeah, like just like yeah, like hippie Johnny. You got me. They got a streak going. They got a they got a weird streak in them. You watch your back with these hippies. You got another Tom? 
What? I know, I know. I know you know. I'm just reiterating it. We're also talking to the audience, bro. Oh, yeah. I always talk to just you, don't I? What's that, Mike? I always forget that I'm talking to the audience. I'm talking don't to worry. you right now. Don't worry. Jello, man. This is what I want to do. I can't wait to see you. You excited Good about your out. brother's new album? Yeah. But Kurt Vile and Courtney Barnett? Courtney Barnett, yeah. I'm going to tell Jello on that tour, too. Well, I'm sure he's just over the moon hearing this now. Well, I'm going to go my my own on my own dime, if you will. I'm going to sure. just tell along. What can he say? He'll feel bad for me at the end of the night. He'll want me to come to his hotel, but I'm he'll, just going to pay my own gas money. He'll feel bad for me and tell me to come to his hotel at the end of the night. Well, I yeah, don't know if you want bad. He's like, well, you all right? He's like, what? He wants Look, me to not sell jello shots, but then he's like, where, where are you staying? And he feels bad. Oh, this is getting depressing now. Look, <laughs> you know I love you, buddy. I love you. you I want you to you, I want you to be safe. I want, to, I want you to come back here soon. Come to the studio. Yes. All right, bro. All right, I'll talk to you, uh, you have sometime a, soon, right? Have a great Tomorrow, day. maybe? Yeah, call me tomorrow. All right. Best show. All right. Hello. Hello, hi. To whom am I speaking? Hi, Tom. It's Shrikan from Cleveland. I, I could not hear you there. It's a little echoey. Oh, sorry. Uh, it's Shrikan from Cleveland. Hey, how are you, Shrikan? I'm okay. Uh, formerly from Titletown. Now I guess we're lots of point guards town. I, I, did you see the, the I trade? Oh, there was a trade went down. Isaiah yeah. Thomas. Basically... Isaiah Thomas from the Boston Celtics was traded to Cleveland for Kyrie Irving. But then all these, uh, I think, uh, but you also got uh, Jay Crowder in it. And it's, look, I think the Celtics, I think the Cavaliers made out pretty good on that. I think you're okay. I, I hope so. I hope so. But now we, now we have several injury-prone uh, point guards. Yeah, so, what, what, what do you think? Uh, Kyrie Irving was an Iron Man? Did I miss no. that? <laughs> with that guy? He was not. He no, was he not. was not. So, look, Isaiah Thomas, one of the, that's an exciting guy. That's an exciting player. Him and LeBron now? That's that's a lot of I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I, I, I was calling because the last time I called in, I told you not to leave Twitter. Um, and uh, you were pretty steadfast. In, in your response, and it made me take a hard look at my own behavior on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I've most basically everything I do on Twitter is thinking of mean things to say to people that will never read what I say. Okay. So I spend a lot of time saying mean things to weird uh, MAGA chuds and, and white supremacists, and they're never going to read it. So I think you're right. I think you're right the whole time. You can, it's, if it makes sense to you, you stay there and you do what you do. If you start to have that feeling like maybe this isn't working for me as much as it was, then you look and you figure out where's the best place for me to live with this. And for me, I just was so exhausted by it that the best place for me is to not be on it and... It has made sense, and I am happy that that's that I took the I took the leap on that. So you just I do, I, 
I did miss miss seeing you on there a little bit. Well, I I, I wish I could say I miss seeing everyone else on it, but I kind of don't. (laughs) You know what it has done? I'll say this, all seriousness, there would be a time I would think of like a a thing and be like, oh, that's a tweet. And then I realized, yeah, it's a dumb pun that I didn't put out. I didn't put another pun out into the world. (laughs) Or... Like these tweets that are like the the easiest tweet in the world to do where you're just like, well, Steve Bannon seems like a cool dude. Like where you just write something like, well, he seems like a chill chill guy. Yeah, I mean, I, that, that's the thing. Is like, I think I, I, I spend a lot of time trying to figure out, like, what's the most clever way to say that I think you're dumb? Like. Yeah. That's that's a really silly enterprise to spend a lot of energy on. Well, that's the thing. Your energy is a, is a, is is has value. That's all I would say. Your yeah. everyone's energy has actual legitimate value, and it is something you are spending on social media, and you figure out how much of it you want to spend, and where you want to spend it. Completely fair. The, the other reason I called uh, is is because I had a a, 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 a bit of a confession. So I, I, I'm embarrassed to say I don't remember her name, but the the, um, the person who calls in is really into Oreos. Yes. Yes. Uh, you chastised her a little bit for saying Oreo head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? Oh, oh I do. Yes. <laughs> So I work for a very, very large company, and uh, we have this like uh, this um, chat application that we use. And um, I, I just wanted to to, to like, confess somewhere, and I thought the best show would be a good place uh-huh. that I use the phrase for all my Indian food heads. For all your what? Indian food heads? For all my, for all my Indian food heads. Mm-hmm. For all my Indian food heads, a restaurant is opening. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I gotta say, I think blank anything heads is not my favorite, and I know Michelle, the Oreo uh, lover said Oreo heads and it just I, I just don't like it. I, th- I don't think heads is a thing I like being applied yeah it doesn't work yeah to all your Indian food heads oh boy <laughs> you yeah you I burned it I burned it I totally burned it well you know if you realize you did it then that's the first step in, yeah. into undoing it on the right side uh, sweet spirit is coming soon in Cleveland so I'm excited right yeah, you're going to love it. Giant dogs torn all over the place. Sweet spirits always torn all over the place. You can't go wrong with either band. All right, I got to take that. I got every phone line lit up here. All right, Tom. People take it home. easy. All right, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. You have a yeah. great night. Bye. Just send this email.
K. Email sent. What else is going on tonight? Phone number 201 332 Someone sent me this Logan Paul shirt to my house. I wish I knew who did it. I don't know. Who sent it? Because look, I love the Paul brothers. Everyone knows that. It's well documented. My love of, of, of their talent has gone for, it's, it's, it's ageless. It's, it's been going on forever. Jake Paul, you know him. It's every day, bro. And uh, his brother, Logan Paul. The Low Gang is his group. These are the YouTube dudes who are just, they're just kind of reinventing entertainment right now. Whether it's Jake Paul with his hit, It's Every Day, Bro. My favorite video by them is the team up one because Jake Paul got on, he, he did a verse and he dissed his brother and then Logan Paul came back and was just like, you, you watch it. And then they did a, uh, a video where they like made up and, uh, the music on it is, uh, song is, I think it's called, I love you, bro. Yeah, there it is. I love you, bro. It's every day, bro. Now listen to this song. Let's check this out. No, not that. Stop. Stop with the best show theme. Enough. Let's listen to some real music. Jake and Logan Paul. It is not healthy for either of you. This is their mother. I'm hoping that you guys can do something about it, both of you together. And be the loving brothers that I know you are. Please. I made this in one day. I love you, big bro. I love you, big bro. And I want you to know that I'm so sorry for things I said. Sometimes I wish that our war would end. All right. These Paul brothers, for people, it's like one, they're two big blonde dummies. Is that the is that the is that the worst music you've ever heard? Mike. I mean that has to be top 5 worst. Like it's like truly the worst thing you could hear, right? Why is it? It's not playing. They're taking it away from me. No, not that one. I want to play another. Hey, sweetie. I'm oh. really concerned about the situation with you. I want to hear the beginning. Come on. The loving brothers that I know you are. Please. I made this in one day. I love he said, you. Oh, he said, to be fair, he said, I made this in one day. What is, is that a bragging point? Big asterisk next to the song? I made this in one day. Like he's saying, hey, I know this sucks, but... I know this sucks. I'm saying it first. 
I love you, big bro. And I want you And this is Jake Paul now. I'm so sorry for all things I said. Sometimes I wish that our war would end. I want you to know they were just jokes. These times they get tough. That's just when we go. Oh, why can't it be? Like Ohio. L.A. changed us. But I want you. So he's saying L.A. changed them because they were both in Ohio. L.A. I have a feeling L.A. didn't change you guys. There's a, there's somebody on on who was on Twitter just saying like, yeah, this kid Jake Paul was uh, bullied me in fifth grade and now he's super famous. So it's like watching your grade school bully suddenly become a star. Now here's Logan Paul coming in with the strong lead-off verse. Uh, but it's my job to tame him. He's a loose cannon, a live wire. But I see that he's calling for a ceasefire. We got the same last name, same blood. So much hate, but where is the love? Animosity, negativity. What happened to the smiles and the happy energy? Came up in Ohio, wasn't much to do. Then we found this place called YouTube. We made our dreams come true. Work hard and you can too. Yeah, we may have. These guys, are just, I wish I came up with this. So jealous. I wish I made this up. It would be the greatest comedic uh, achievement of my life. Two dumb football playing blonde brothers go from Ohio to Los Angeles. And somehow uh, one's more famous than the other. And then they just do these dumb videos where they just reference each other. They play the soap opera out in front of their audience. They're fighting with each other. Jake Paul, Jake did a video making fun of his brother. And then just, oh, they did a song together. And you might think, yeah, it's some stupid thing. But whatever. See, it's terrible. How many views do you think that has, Mike? Two million. Yeah, try 53 million. 53 million for I love you, bro. That said, Jake Paul has his group, uh, the uh, Team 10, which is his his network of uh, YouTube stars. I would like to be the old guy in the house. And they all live in a house. I am formally requesting that I be allowed to join Team 10, add a little bit of wisdom to the group. Hey guys, it's me, Tom. I'm now on Team 10. Like, that's as bad as the rapping guy. Like, that actually could fly in one of those things. Hey everybody, it's your old friend Tom. Gonna rap, drop, like dropping the bomb. I'm in here with Team 10, having a good time. We all live in the house in West Hollywood. Let's go up the road to book soup. See who's doing a reading, perhaps. One time I saw Jeff Garland fall on the stairs here. Made me laugh, but I felt kind of bad about it. This store is weird. They have a lot of books. And they keep their surprisingly large men's room doesn't have a key. Anyone could come in, pretend they're looking at books. 
then walk into this surprisingly large men's room and use it, and lock the door behind them. Seems weird to have a bathroom in a store that locks behind it. But I guess that's how they do it at Book Soup. Oh, look, Ernie Anastas is, has a book coming out. He's going to be doing a... I need a, I need the, the music behind me. It just doesn't work. Hollywood. Team 10. I'm the old guy in the house now. Lord. Team 10 for life. Me. Tom Sharpling. Logan Paul. Not Logan. Wait, Jake Paul. Team 10. YouTube stars. Here we go. Going up to books. <laughs> Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. To whom am I speaking? It's Stephen in Halifax, madly hitting the volume down button. Stephen in Halifax. What's up, Stephen? Well, last time I called a few weeks ago, I was in a hospital bed. That's right. You were in a bike accident? Yes. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm better. I still have three broken limbs, but oh. one of my casts is off so I can work my elbow. Oh. And it's holding the phone here. Oh, what's the pain level for you every day, Stephen? What's the pain level? It's actually not bad. Like, I've got, the casts are really good. They're holding everything together. And I had a really good surgeon, so putting all the pins and things in, and I'm holding it together. Good. I'm glad you're okay. Or getting better. You're you're, you're clearly not okay, but you're, you're getting there. Exactly. And I'll be going back to work at some point. In the near future, I hope so. And are you home now? I am home, yes. I actually got out of the hospital the day after I called. They okay. said I could uh, I could get into my wheelchair on my own, and that was good enough for them. So Good, good. I'm glad you're home, and uh, it's a horrible thing. Well, I, I think you singing Jonathan Richmond to me put me over the top and got me out of the hospital. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad I could help, buddy. So what's going on? What's going on? Oh, I, I, well, I've been having a bit of a Jerry Lewis marathon over the last couple of days. Very sad. I, I was, I've been a fan since I was a little kid. I think it helps if you see him when you're a little kid first. Mm-hmm. I think if you try to comprehend him when you're an adult, it doesn't go so well. But, you know, I was, like, really young, and I saw Cinderfeller, or Cinderfella for the first time, mm-hmm. and uh, that was it. I was hooked, so. Yeah. I, I don't know if you had a similar experience. I did not. It was not my guy, Jerry no. Lewis. No. Mm, you know, my favorite Jerry Lewis movie is uh, King of Comedy. Yes, well. It's a masterpiece. That's a, that's a pretty unique film altogether. Yeah. And I uh, I also watched that episode of his talk show that oh boy. flopped miserably. <laughs> I, watched, I watched it a few weeks ago, the one where he interviews Muhammad Ali. Cassius Clay, Cassius, yeah. Well, yes, at that point he was Cassius Clay, but he's just he's like, I just want to say to you, and he already has that that quality in his voice, that that kind of pompous quality, and it's where he's just like, Ringling Brothers has nothing on you. <laughs> you, you're a great fighter, 
but Ringling Brothers has nothing on you. And you're a showman. It's like, then like Muhammad Ali completely disproved all of that through so many different things <laughs> that he was not just some like huckster showman. Look, I, I say rest in peace to Jerry Lewis, but he, oh, uh, he sure. had a full life and I, I can't, I feel, you know, look, it's, it's, it's hard. Life is a, it's a, it's a tenuous thing, man. You understand what feel- it's like. You got in that, that bike accident. That could have been it for you. Oh, sure. I hit that curb the wrong way or something. Yeah. Who knows? Few months. Well, look in November when I got in that that car accident. That was it. I, I, I there was a there's a, so many versions of that where I'm in such worse shape. I I the only version of it where I get less, where I ha, I, I have less damage is there's no accident for what that was. I died. Yeah. I dodged such a bullet on that, but you know it's it's hard. It's the the line is so thin. And everybody's just got to appreciate it. And uh, everybody in Nashville lost a good friend this week. Uh, the Jeff Pettit, who who owns the yeah. the Fond Object store. So it's 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 just everybody. It's hard. You got to appreciate it. You got to appreciate the people in your life because I don't know. It's just it, it things takes nothing for things to change. Well, I'm glad you're okay, buddy. Yep, yep, getting there. In fact, uh, tomorrow I, I have my first phone interview uh, for a for a story since I've been out of the hospital, getting back into work and writing stories and stuff. And it's with Brian Wilson. I'm freaking out. You're going to talk to Brian Wilson tomorrow on the phone? Yeah, in the afternoon. You got to ask him one question. I'm telling you, no joke. This is why I'm bringing it up. Ask him about the concept album Pleasure Island that he was working on, that he never that he uh, never finished. Oh man, was that with the Paley Brothers? I don't I don't know I don't know, but he talked about a concept album Pleasure Island that he had been working on, like Pinocchio. Let's <laughs> see, Brian Wilson, Pleasure Island. I'm looking it up. He says, uh, let's see. I got to read you what Pleasure Island was about. Pleasure Island. I'll throw that in there. Yeah. Look, I just look at you. Look, you're the reporter. Look up Pleasure Island. Yeah, I will do that. A rock fantasy. His next, that was supposed to be his next concept album. Ask him about Pleasure Island. Will we ever see Pleasure Island? <laughs> There's a bunch of those scattered through the. Through the history, we'll ask adult child and so on. Well, that that's at least out in some form. It was a bootleg. Pleasure Island. We ain't got nothing. Nothing. No. Ask him about it, please. Please. You ask got him it. what's up with Pleasure Island. <laughs> ask him when when we will will we get a Pleasure Island box set? <laughs> Pleasure Island. I want to know about. It. Remember that, Mike. Mike doesn't remember. I'm done with Mike. I'm telling you. We're done. Mike, you, you've, you had a good run here. Pleasure Island. Bring it back. Thanks, buddy.
Thanks, Tom. Keep getting better. Best show. Hi. Hi, Thomas. Julian in Los Angeles. Julian in Los Angeles. Where in Los Angeles are you, Julian? Silver Lake. Ah. Silver Lake. What's up? In Silver Lake. I just wanted to call and talk to you about a class that I took in college that I think you'll enjoy. What class? Uh, The Music of Frank Zappa. Wait, what school taught that? (laughs) Indiana University. How many credits did you get for that? Uh, Whatever the maximum amount you can get for a uh, course. There's a 400-level course. All right, this is what I need from you. This is what I need from you. Yes. Syllabus. I can email it to you. I'm looking at it right now. I need online. Please send. I need the syllabus. I need. I need you to send me one of your papers. <laughs> I don't have any papers, but we did have to read the autobiography of Frank Zappa and watch 200 Motels. What? You got credits for that? Yeah, I read actually, it. I read at least one Frank Zappa book. And I've seen 200 motels. That movie is actually what the most pivotal moment in the course took place during that movie. All right. Send uh, send me those things. What was the moment? Uh, we were, we walked into class. We had to listen to a couple of uh, Frank Zappa songs and discuss them. This was a two-hour-long course. So we go into class, the first half hour, we go over a couple of Frank Zappa songs from the album 200 Motels. And then the professor told us that we're going to watch selected moments from 200 Motels. Mm-hmm. And within 30 seconds of him starting the DVD, about a third of the class walks out. <laughs> as soon as the lights turn off and everybody is facing forward, mm-hmm the back third of the class to sneak out and the professor gets so angry. Yeah. He pauses the movie, stands up in front of everyone remaining. Yeah. Here we go. And starts yelling at us about people walking out. Uh-huh. He's, he's yelling for about four minutes before he realizes that we're the people who stuck around to watch 200 motel. Yeah. He's yelling at the wrong people. Yeah. Yeah. You stuck around and watched it. First of all, just answer me this though. You go to school. Yeah. Do you really feel like, boy, that that was the best use of uh, my my time at that school, Mike? Or were you just just like, yeah, this is a fast, uh, this is a fast couple credits? Uh, it was a fast couple credits, but I yeah. feel like I retained the most knowledge from that course. Well, that's even worse. I know. That's all you remember Mind about work- school is Frank Zappa. Yeah, well, you know what the bummer of this one is, Julian? Not that mysterious. Mine's not that mysterious on this one. You grabbed a few credits. You could have learned something. You know how to type? Yeah, barely. Well, you could have taken a typing class. You could have been a better typist. That's the best thing I got out of high school, man. Typing. That's all I took. Yeah, well. I know more about uh, the Sinclair than most people. Well, there you go. You learned all about Frank Zappa. Proud, 
sure that helps you on that job application, right? Yeah. Which Frank Zappa album will you be listening to five years from now? Uh, Jazz from probably home. Joe's Garage. Yeah, probably Joe's Garage. Which part? Uh, the first half. Of course, of course. Everyone knows that. Well, Julian, yeah. thank you for the call, buddy. Take it away. Don't you want to stay till the lights go down? Seriously, who sent me the Logan Paul shirt? I just need to know. Just fess up. Just fess up. That's all I want to know. I'm happy I have it. You kidding? I want to thank you. But you had to be mysterious about it, didn't you? Here we go. Here's the syllabus. Course description. Z402 is a detailed survey of the life and musical career of rock music's coolest composer, Frank Zappa. We trace Zappa's creative output from his work with Mothers of Invention through his solo projects, his big band period, his orchestral and chamber compositions, and finally, his groundbreaking work with the Synclavier. All of Zappa's commercially released albums are discussed, and students are responsible to know a, li a set listening list of materials from these releases. What a shameful thing. This school should be shut down. Indiana University. Shut it down. This is actually, you're clogging up the... Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's sickening. This is actually a good thing. Someone paid more than 50 cents for this. Can you imagine this? Let me start teaching some, why don't I start teaching some classes? Right? I'll teach you what, Mr. Show. I'll teach a class on Mr. Show. Jake and Logan Paul. Analysis of YouTube superstardom. In this class, Professor Sharpling will teach about Oh, about Jake and Logan Paul covering their days in Ohio up to their move to Los Angeles. Jake securing and losing a job on the Disney Channel show Bizarre Vark. And Jake's subsequent hosting of the Kids Choice Awards. Let me in the house, guys. Can people tweet at Jake Paul, let Tom in, hashtag let Tom, let Tom in the house, hashtag let Tom in the house. I was about to say to myself, okay, talk to you later. Talking to myself, I almost said, okay, talk to you later, bye. I might wrap up early tonight, because again, I was sick. It's a lot, I'm here, we did something, right? Right? Look. Did the pizza show up? Not yet. When's it getting here? Alright, any minute now. God forbid these guys don't get their pizza. 
You think it's made of uh, oxygen. You think they, they, they inhale pizza and exhale carbon dioxide. The, the pizza crew out there. The pizza boys. That's what I'm calling them now. The PGs. Like the BGs, but with pizza. The Brothers Pizza. Call them the Pizza Brothers. Mike, Pat, Jason, the Pizza Brothers. Which one's your favorite pizza brother? Oh, I like Jason. He's my favorite pizza brother. Who's good here, Mike? 201-332-3484. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm well. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Tommy in Brooklyn. Ah, uh, Tommy, good name. Good name. How's it working for you, buddy? Doing well. I just got caught in the rain a little bit, but I had a good night otherwise. Not nuts about, wait, is it raining in Brooklyn? Uh, yeah, just started. What's that? Yeah, it just started raining a little bit. It's stormy here? Oh, uh, yeah, it just started raining. I miss that. I'm in here doing the show. I don't know what the weather is. I'm here doing the show. I guess I'm not nuts about Tommy. Tom's not good? What do you, what do you? You know, I, I've never felt grown up enough to use it. To use Tom? Yeah. You are. What's that? You are. You're grown. I'm giving you permission. You're grown up enough. All right. I'll start switching. I'll switch today. All right. Tommy. Have you always been Tommy? Yeah, since I was a kid. Yeah. You carried that forward, huh? (laughs) Tommy Wonderful. That's me. I know. I know. You're, You're the other Tommy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. So go ahead. What, what's going on tonight, Tom? I say, I say, Tommy. It's just like, see, didn't it, didn't was, it bother uh, you? With t- didn't it bother you, Tommy? Can't you hear me? That didn't bother you. I get my dad's a big Who fan. It was Tommy. part of the reason he named me. Yeah, but but you but you on the on the, the playground. It wasn't the, your father wasn't out there playing the Who with some kid. Yeah, going, the, the- Tommy, can't you hear me? <laughs> The the kids uh, the kids in my school weren't too into the who. Uh huh. What were they into? The guests. Uh, so it was it was more of a. Uh, I grew up in more of the the Britney Spears, Backstreet Boys, and Think era. Okay. And uh, I guess a little bit of the uh, Ludacris, Ja Rule, that kind of thing more. Sure, Ja Rule's doing great these days, right? <laughs> He's that a good concert. man. Yeah, that concert he organized. <laughs> That way. I heard it went well, yeah. yeah. Do you think Ja Rule was like, looks at like, like Jay-Z was like one of his peers at a point. He's just like, if I do this concert, maybe I get, maybe I take a huge step forward in terms of being like a mogul also. And then just like, <laughs> next, when that thing rolls, next, yeah. Yeah, then that thing rolls down the hill backwards, suddenly just like people abandoned on that island screaming for their lives. Just like, <laughs> well, Guess those mo guess that dream of the mogul uh might not happen. No, no Beyonce. 
So what's up, Tommy? What, what do I owe the pleasure of this call? So I was uh, I was watching the eclipse yesterday by the Hudson River on Pier 45. Mm-hmm. And uh, this big group comes up next to us, and they bring this giant speaker. And they play, so first they play Total Eclipse of the Heart, you know, very on the nose. And then they start playing, they play Free Falling, they play New York State of Mind, and they play We Will Rock You. What? Just blasting these songs, and it it, it had nothing to do with the eclipse, it was just brutal. Look, Free Falling, that Tom Petty song? Yeah, with, with the condescending lyrics. Well, let me just say this about that song. Look, Tom Petty is a great a guy. Look, is he great? I guess he's great. He, 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 <laughs> he's always been, I think he's always been very good to great for a long time. For a long time. He, he, he's, he kept it going. For sure. Would I put any of his albums above, like, are any of the masterpieces? Eh, probably not. They're great albums. But, that song "Free Fallen" is one of the dumbest songs. It's like a, it's like a nursery rhyme. I would, I honestly think it's condescending to the American people that he put those lyrics up. What "Free Fallen"? She's a good girl, loves her mama. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's too much. Well, it just sucks. It's so bad. Yeah. It's like a nursery rhyme. Like singing a nursery rhyme. <laughs> she loves horses. Think Get out of here. Mon- think about the money this guy made off this dumb nursery rhyme. <laughs> he turned into a fake rock song. That's what I need. Where's my Where's my version of that? Brink, I think that's the ventriloquism. Brink, brink, She's a good girl. <laughs> Laziest song in the guy's career. He's made a mountain of money from it. All it's right. crazy. Well, look, Tommy. That's a bad choice. That's a bad choice of fireworks music. Uh, not fireworks, eclipse music. It's fireworks music. That's what. I, that's why it came to mind. That's the music you play at the fireworks. We will rock you. You're right. Free falling. Yeah. Shameful. It they was weird a, hearing we will rock you in a non-sports context. Yeah. For something that's... Uh, that, you know what I heard when I heard it had the eclipse going? Hmm. Quiet. It was quiet, and I could hear crickets in the middle <laughs> of the good. day. That's crickets started chirping like crazy because they thought it was night, and it wasn't. That's what you want. Yeah, I heard that. I hear some dude blasting, we will rock you in my face. <laughs> well, Tommy, look. Or Tom. Tom I'm a huge call- fan. Thanks so much for taking oh, my call. Your name is Tom now. I'm, t- I'm Tom now. You're right. Not, not, but we've got to differentiate you from me. So you're little Tom, okay? <laughs> that sounds you're good. No longer yeah, yeah. Tommy. Now you're little, little, little boy Tom. Little boy Tom is an upgrade. There you go. All right, little boy Tom. I'll talk to you later. Have a good night. Bye. Do you want to come in here for this, Mike? Yeah. Mike. Mike has a guest. Mike. Mike got someone to call. From. Okay. Let's put the phone on now. Hi, Besho. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, hi there. Uh, this is Jay Austin calling. How are you doing tonight? Good, good. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I'm, uh, I'm actually sober for a change. I'm like how, uh, I think a lot of people have, uh, have been seeing me lately. Uh, Jay, you are the star of Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a hell of a way to put it, yeah. In my eyes, I, I think he is. Yeah. <laughs> 
You're too kind. You're oh. too kind. Now, who um, do you play on Twin Peaks now? Um, well, I, I play a character who um, is is really only known as uh, drunk. <laughs> so that's uh, that's my current claim uh, to fame. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's an accurate. Um, I'm drying out in a jail cell in Twin Peaks uh-huh. right now. <laughs> All right. So you 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 were on Twin Peaks. You're in a jail cell, uh-huh. and you like mm-hmm. mimic because look, I'm behind. I have not seen the twin. I'm behind on it. I got to pay my cable bill so I can get <laughs> reinstated. Uh-huh. Yeah, understandable. So, but Mike, who's uh, associate producer on this show, yeah, he. I'm going to tell you this, Jay. Mike has been raving about the Twin Peaks, the the, the Twin Peaks revival. And he's mm-hmm. raving about you on it. He said, he said to me, Tom, you gotta see this guy. This guy is my favorite character on this thing. He has stuff coming out of his mouth. Can, can you, can you say what, what is, what is drooling from your mouth? Uh, no, I, I, I wish I could. Uh-huh. I, I have, you know, the, the information I was given, I'm mean, honestly, you know, the secrecy surrounding this whole thing, I'm not really at liberty to say much, but honestly, if I wanted to, uh-huh. I couldn't because, uh, you know, I was told so little going into this, you know. Uh-huh. I mean, I, every actor that came on the show was only given, you know, basically the part of the script that they were in it. Uh-huh. Um, but I wasn't even given that. Uh-huh. Um, they just, you know, just told me, well, here's, here's what you're going to do. And, <laughs> and I was for, you know, it's just, it's just me basically, uh, repeating and screwing with people. Uh-huh. You know, I felt like such an asshole on the day of the shoot because uh-huh. I'm just, you know, <laughs> for, I'm just messing with everybody that's in that jail. For, so. for people who are not familiar with the show, Jay has been in, you've been in two episodes so far, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will you be in more episodes? Uh, I don't think that liberty say. Oh, okay. Oh, All right, okay. But, uh, you know, it, uh, it sounds it, like a it yes. Like to probably not <laughs> that's a yes. That jail cell on the show. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to say that's a yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's no way that a character, and I'm saying this, Jay. Mm-hmm. Mike seriously was raving about, he's like, this guy, this Roy, he said, the Twin Peaks is great, and this guy is the greatest thing about the the return of Twin Peaks. To me, you know, it's, wow. a, it's a show full of strange characters, right? And, yeah. And yeah, to me, sure. so far, Jay's character is is right at the top. I think I think Jay's created a character who's so disturbing to me. Anyway, maybe this is a personal thing. I'm a bartender, Jay, in, uh-huh. in my oh, personal life. Yeah. So so maybe <laughs> this is just a personal thing that I'm having a connection with your character. Uh, yeah. It should also also be noted that Jay is heavily made up in the scene. I mean, how much time does it take to get into that makeup? Um, it it took a fair amount of time. Um, I I don't remember exactly uh, how many hours, but yeah, uh, yeah they did uh, amazing things. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, not only uh, Debbie Zoller and her uh, makeup team, Jamie Kalman, who was uh, working uh, with me specifically, but uh, but David himself even uh, did some of that stuff as well. Really? So okay. it, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was something else. I mean, it was hard for me to look at myself in the mirror. Oh, honestly. it's scary! It's, it's truly <laughs> it was scary. Really hard. Yeah. yeah. Now, now with David David Lynch, you when yeah. you when you got this part, Jay. Uh, mm-hmm. 
this was a this is a you went out for this as an actor like a like a pretty conventional way of getting no it no it's it is pretty unconventional as uh, as most things with uh with david Lynch are um he uh, i i know him previously um from having uh worked for him and uh so he you know i, I would say his assistant actually for for a while for many years and uh towards the end of my time he kind of you know, he started using me in, uh, in a couple of things he was doing acting-wise, and he just kind of, he kind of started getting, you know, he started liking what I was doing, and I guess he, when he started, you know, I don't know what point, but I guess for a while he'd had me in mind for this part. He never told me this, you know, he'd been, he'd been in the shoot for a while before I learned anything about how he was thinking about me for this part, and then, you know, I got a call from uh, from Sabrina Sutherland, his producer, saying, hey, David would like, uh, like you to play this role, and that's, that's kind of how I heard about it. And, uh, you know, then the more I learned it, I was like trying to figure out why, why David considered me to play a character like that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I would ask the same question. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was, t- I was writing, but I was like, did he ever like see me drunk at one point and just think like and file it away somewhere? I, mm-hmm. I don't, I'd like to think that David or, or anybody for that matter has never seen me, uh, that drunk. <laughs> but, uh, um, but yeah, I don't know. It, but for some reason, it's, uh, it, it kind of, I don't know. I, I enjoyed doing it. I don't know why, but, but mm-hmm. playing drunk was just, uh, in that kind of character, in that kind of way, uh, was, uh, I don't know. It, it just kind of, uh, it, it seemed like something that, uh, that I was able to get into for some reason. And, uh, and I don't know if I should be scared by that or what, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but it was it was you know he's he's a mysterious guy. He just kind of often seems to know when somebody you know uh, can do a certain thing, and so he threw me in there. And what's like a, what's like a what's like a note or or uh, some guidance he would give you in terms of playing the part, like in terms of how he's seeing it and what he would want you to to uh, bring to life. Um, you know, it's uh, that's a really kind of hard thing to. to Describe. I mean, he, you know, he told me, just as far as the words go, it's, you know, it's mostly, he was just, you know, trying to describe, you know, kind of, uh, the mood and, and, uh, kind of how this character is and how he kind of repeats what he says. But, you know, the thing that's kind of, and I know this is like, uh, probably didn't turn into here, but it's like, it's just, it's sort of, he kind of just talks to you in a certain way, you know, and it's kind of just, you kind of get to there, you know, and says, all right, now it's going to be, you're going to do this thing, you know, and it's, and it's, uh, and that's kind of, he's got this almost like kind of telepathic way of kind of communicating where he just kind of starts to talk in this way and you kind of get on his wavelength and you kind of hopefully feel what he's feeling uh-huh. and you just kind of go with it. But as far as the actual words he's saying, I, I don't know if that's really, it's not really about the words, I guess, you know, because <laughs> I mean, anybody could have said, you know, go in there and, and, you know, you're just, you're very drunk and you're kind of half out of it and you're repeating things, but it was, it was some kind of tone that he was setting that uh, I was trying to lock onto there. So, so there's so. a real connection there between the, when the, 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 he can express things to you that go beyond just simple direction. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I mean, I've seen him do this with countless actors. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's just sort of, it's, it's kind of part of why he is who he is. You know, he, he just kind of, uh, he talks to somebody until, you know, he just kind of feels like they're kind of, uh, you know, vibing with what he's, uh, with what he's uh, what he's saying, <laughs> and then you just kind of roll cameras and uh, and you know hope for for magic to happen, and uh, that's kind of the way he works. <laughs> awesome. Now you were in a movie called The Big Sleaze, and what was your character's name in that? <laughs> 
You know, I I don't remember honestly. Um, that was was it? Oh my god, Mike. Okay. <laughs> which <laughs> I was wondering uh, if, uh, that if was, there was a lawsuit. Yeah, that. that was. Uh, you got? Did you see that movie? <laughs> no, no. I just uh, I was looking, Mike, because Mike again. Mike is a, a pretty sizable fan and has been pursuing a lot of these things and really tracking it. And he was excited about trying to get you on the show tonight and. I'm glad. I'm wow. glad you called in. I, I don't know whether to be scared or honored, Mike. Uh, thank you. <laughs> so what? What? Uh, so what's coming up on the, for you, for you, uh, Jay? Uh, well, for me, I you know uh, I do more voice acting. Uh, I've done you know some some stage stuff and a few on screen uh, things, as my IMDb page will attest, I guess. But um, but I do um, voiceover uh, commercials and audiobooks. I just uh, finished recording uh, an audiobook part of an anthology series. Um, uh, best of science fiction and uh, fantasy, volume eleven, I think it was. So that's uh, that's probably the next the next thing coming up that you could hear me right. in at least. Because you've got the um, pipes, you definitely have the pipes for that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and it should be noted that uh, in in his scenes in Twin Peaks, he he he's in the same cell block as a uh, a naked woman with no eyes who makes uh, sort of monkey sounds, and then. Uh, Jay's character has to sort of do this. He, he just mimics what other people say in the cell block. Would it be possible for you to do a little bit of the monkey sounds? You, <laughs> because to tell me, like, like I said, you you were the scariest character on the show, and then you know the sounds that you emit during these scenes are truly disturbing to the point where it, it does get sort of irritating when when you're watching it. You know, like yeah. like like a real drunk, you would encounter. You know, their behavior just becomes annoying, and you really yeah, no, sort of, you, you think it's irritating. You should try watching with my wife. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, what has ever her reaction been? She uh, is she telling her friends you're on the show? <laughs> I, yeah. Oh yeah. No, she's she's gotten. Um, you know, I uh, text some stuff from people that have been watching. And like, oh my god, is that Jay on TV right now? It's, uh, yeah, you're barely recognizable. Like, I gave her a fair warning that was going to be, yeah, but there are people that like kind of don't realize it at first and then kind of realize later. It's like, I think that was, that was you. <laughs> well, maybe Jay, instead, in, 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 to go one further, why, why don't you teach Mike how to do the monkey sounds? <laughs> maybe you, not only you, if you can do it and, Tell then Mike can see if Mike can tap into what you 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 oh, yeah. you've but, done. Uh, I mean it's it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty hard thing. To, I don't know if I could do it now because I I was just I was listening to the on on world uh, what's the word I'm looking for just unworldly noise that uh, that Nye was making and uh, you know in that part and just trying to do. But I, I'll tell you one thing: the you really can't do it unless you have like uh, a mouthful of uh, you know. Blood or some kind of horribleness, you know, He's got that. Mike, in Mike's your actually, mouth. Mike's actually currently have, bleeding uh, from his a mouth. horrible kind of mouth wound, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, in order to be able to to kind of do that sort of, you know, that uh, you know kind of thing. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it's really it's really nothing that uh, uh, you want to, like you say, want to listen to really at all once you hear. Yeah. No, and it goes on. You know, he's he's not afraid of letting it just go on. Beyond what yeah. you're really thinking, it's go, going to go, you know. Yeah, no, it, it's it's true. It, it was there was definitely a question I had in my mind of shooting was like how 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 far is he going to take this? <laughs> 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 he's, he's not afraid to go there. Uh, 
Any final questions? you have any questions for Jay? Anything else, Mike? No, I just uh, want to say thanks for calling. Uh, you know, I, I hope you're in the remaining episodes of the show because I'm I'm really enjoying it in a in a weird oh, way. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, I'm really really glad that you are. Uh, I'm 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 scared that you're enjoying that character that much, but thank you. I appreciate it. Wow. Thank <laughs> and, you. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy uh, the rest of what you see. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for calling. It's very exciting. Thank you, Jay. Jay. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. You have a great night. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Mike. I gotta tell you. Uh-huh. How many points did you have tonight? Two, I think. Well, you said I was on thin ice. Mike? Yeah. You're not on thin ice. Oh, anymore. thanks, man. You're on solid ground. There you go. These other two are on thin ice now. <laughs> that's a book. Now that's a booking. The other two, you, you get that, you see what Mike just did? You can take, you take a page from Mike's book. Mike goes, he gets a guy from Twin Peaks on, it calls in. I tell you, that's how you do it. 101, guys. Pat, Dudio. I want to hear you guys say thank you for that booking, Mike. Thank you for booking Jay from Twin Peaks, Mike. You got it? You feel good, Mike? Best show. Okay. Best show. Tom. Yes, hi. Hi, this is Mike from Minneapolis. Mike from Minneapolis. What's up, Mike? Uh, I just got done seeing Andy Kindler. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, where did you see Andy Kindler? Uh, at the Acme Comedy Club here in Minneapolis. And how was the show? Oh, it was fantastic. You know, he did his Hitler chunk. It was, uh, it was amazing. Scale of one to ten. Mm hmm. The what performance? What do you give it? I would give it a, well, I, I know that, I know that Andy would probably score it lower. I would give the performance a nine. Oh, nine. Okay. Still give him something to strive yeah. for. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And Erica Rhodes was the feature act, and she was very funny as well. Okay. Yeah. I was like just appreciating the... Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead. You were appreciating the... Uh, the interview with the drunk from Twin Peaks. Yeah, that was and, AP Mike. That was all AP Mike. I, 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 put a, I, put, I put a link up on the Twin Peaks Reddit page about the best show. That's awesome. So. See? I say, this Mike. Mike? Is the pizza there? Take a corner slice. <laughs> you get this corner slice. Any corner you want. What's that? It's a round pie. Mike, you get two slices tonight. Two. He's working his way back into the good graces. Oh, he's, no, he's not working. He's all the way back in. He goes, he, he, he goes and makes it happen. It's it's the night of AP Mike's redemption. It's his night. It's 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 Mike's night. <laughs> All right, Chief. I'm glad Andy Keller was funny. You have a great night. Yeah. Thanks. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Hi. You are speaking to Sarah from Chicago. Oh, from the tough streets of Chicago. <laughs> actually How funny. are you tonight? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? 
I'm pretty good. I, uh, I'm actually exhausted. I just got back from uh, the path of totality down in southern Illinois. So you went down and you saw, were you at that football field where it was all cloudy? And then oh, no. it poked through for one minute? Oh, no. I was at uh, a campsite would be a generous term. I was at a space by someone's garage where there was a porta potty and we camped there but we got to sit on a dock and watch it in in its in its glory it was it was quite a thing to see how dark did it get where you were um it got dark i think it goes down to like almost 10 percent of light so okay. it got dark okay. and people were in a lake so everyone started screaming you could hear people screaming you know and kids like just like howling with glee um, but it was it was pretty incredible, and it, it the way the light changed everything. It was it was it was nuts, and you could actually take your glasses off at a point and and look up. So yeah, awesome. I actually was floating in a lake for a good portion of it. You got the full <laughs> you got the full experience floating in a lake in the floating in a lake the totality <laughs> going down. Look, I'm I'm going to be turning forty next year. I'm I'm trying to take thirty nine. You know, happy. <laughs> not uh, not for a bit okay. but, <laughs> but uh can i before we start talking can i say one thing real quick like a little public service announcement for anyone in, in the chicago area um i wish i could say yes but unfortunately well, of course it, you can go ahead okay okay so there is going to be an eclipse in 2019 uh it's going to go through like south america and stuff so people are collecting don't throw away those glasses um, if you Google it, you can find it. I can, you know, tweet the link. I know you're not looking at Twitter, but um, people are collecting glasses to send to kids uh, down in South America, and Reckless Records in Chicago is collecting them. So if anyone wants to drop off old glasses, they're going to send them off. So Bring your e- Eclipse glasses to Reckless Records. Mm-hmm. And they Any will, location. And they will repurpose them for kids who will get to see an eclipse in a couple of years yep yep they're gonna send them all down so mm-hmm. i'd appreciate it if people would, would do that in the chicago area if they're, and if they're anyone who brings in glasses gets what a free tortoise <laughs> album? what do you get that does seem appropriate that i can't promise but uh but you get to come say hi to some cool folks this is what so you i appreciate do. that they're doing it you bring in your mm-hmm. eclipse glasses and to reckless records and you just go Come on, give me a free tortoise record. And then they'll <laughs> yeah. go, no. And they'll go, come on. And they'll go, no, I'm not giving you a free record. And that's how the exchange will end. And then, yeah, yeah. They'll just give you a dirty look and you'll be, yeah. they'll be done. Oh, man. But. And they'll go, yeah, that's right. Then you'll go, fine. And then you go, you bring a, a, a Gastro Del Sol album to the counter. Right? I, I got it. I got to tell you, though, so I took my dog, right? Yes. My mom was all concerned that the dog was going to look at it, which I was like, he doesn't look at the sun normally as far as I know. I don't know why he would why he would do it now. Yeah, it would not be good for any um, dog to look at the sun at any point. Right, but they did. People told me this, and it's true. I mean, my dog lays down a lot. That's kind of one of his signature moves, just kind of laying down. Oh, wait but a minute. Animal- Hold on a second. <laughs> Your dog lays down a lot? Yeah, but like in a very 
particular stubborn way where he just like goes flat and he's a big dog. Mm -hmm. He's just like stubborn. He just goes flat and you can't do anything about it. You know, we have like a trick now that my dad figured out because like he'll do this on a walk because he doesn't want to go home. He's mm -hmm. like, I'm, I'm not done walking yet. Right. So he'll just go flat and he's like 75 pounds. There's, he's just yeah. like a pile of, he's just a blob. He can't do anything. So you know what somehow, I say? My, my dog, my dog, good and poochie when she does that. She's like a bag of cement, oh, like a exactly. wet bag of cement. Like someone, if somebody ever gets like a bag of cement wet and it's just like, you just have this giant rock. <laughs> That's what she's like when she lays down. It's like, come on, move. Come on. Well, please. and I can like, I mean, I can pick him up. I mean, it's an effort, but I can. Like mm -hmm. I have, you know, sometimes you won't get in the car and I have to do it. But like, you know, you know those toys they give kids that are like, I don't know what they're called, but they're sort of like a, they're like a balloon, but it's like a, it's like an infinity balloon, and they just kind of flop out of your hands. He's like a giant version of that. Okay. Like you can't, you can't even like scoop him up. You know, he's squishy. Just like he's rolling, squishy. rolling out of your hands. Yeah, it's like you're trying to pick up a like a yeah, like a a giant bag of garbage bag yeah. filled with uh, molasses. Yellow. <laughs> well, this dog exactly. seems great. I've tra yeah. I'm training my dog to chew up uh, eclipse glasses. Actually, so <laughs> I've been training her to chew up used eclipse glasses. She's running around everyone's neighborhood chewing them. So, well, where where you were was did it? Like, I don't know what it was like. In it was like dusk. Places, it like, was in New Jersey exactly. where I was. It it was kind of like dusk had rolled through. Did your were you with your dog? Did your dog do anything weird? No, she just sat there. She just, <laughs> just laid there chewing, I, uh, chewing on a stick. I'll, I'll say Bruno did act a little weird. Like it got weird. It, you know, all the um, all the outdoor lights. I mean, it got dark enough that like everyone's outdoor lights came out, and all the mm -hmm. bugs got loud. You yeah. know the way they do when it gets dark. Well, and, I have that. The crickets definitely got loud. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's weird. That's yeah. weird. So I'm you, glad I went. I'm glad I I just went for it and did it. Well. You did it. You went for it. Yeah. You're a little tired now, but yeah. you're. Well, it was so hot, and you know my dog does not do well in the heat. He's like made for the marshes and the moors. He's not second. made for. Wait, hold on. Your yeah. dog. Let me get this straight. Your dog A lays down, <laughs> and two does not handle heat. Particularly no, he like. Are you sure this no, is a dog? He he's like a you know the short nosed the short nosed dogs they can't oh, like pull themselves down so he's like we were in a tent together and it was just at some point I was like fishing I just had him out of the tent on his little mat and like I just had the leash on you know and I was like falling asleep and waking up again and just you know waiting you know because he would like shift and it would like drag the line yeah, <laughs> and I would yeah. be like oh and wake up like every fifteen minutes so I'm a, I'm a little. Uh, not in my normal state. So I don't know if I will make what is about to come out of my face the best argument that I can, but I do feel compelled to call and argue with you about Tom Petty because I obviously have very different feelings about Tom Petty. He's one of the only things that gives me, you know, unwavering pride in the United States right now. So I feel very uh, <laughs> protective of, of Tom Petty. He's a constant, he's a constant B+. Plus. He's a B to a B I, plus for forty years. The thing is with Tom and that's Petty, not anything I mean, wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, 
I, I get, I get that. I get, I, I know, I, I actually do agree with what you're saying. I don't know that I would why, say that there's any why album. Why would argue then? But because I don't think, he, I think he's more important, to, at least he's more important to me than, you know, I think, like, if you watch that Running Down a Dream, I think it's so great. I think that Petty book that came out is so excellent. Like, uh-huh. I didn't know this stuff about him. Like, one of my favorite stories in it was about, um, you know, Mike Campbell wrote the music for uh, what ended up becoming Boys of Summer, which I've always just loved that song, too. And I didn't know any of this, you know, before I read the book. But, you know, I also didn't know that Tom Petty had, like, a later-in-life, like, heroin problem and went through this, like, really dark time in his life. And, like, I don't know, wasn't really, like, getting with the heartbreakers and doing what he should have been doing. And, like, you know, I guess, you know, Mike brought that song around and, like, I don't know what exactly went down, but he ended up, you know, taking it to someone else, obviously. And there's, you know, kind of references in it that, like, he he regrets to this day that that wasn't a heartbreaker song. Um, but it, it was just stuff like that. But I, the thing with Tom Petty and me is this, like, and I don't want to wreck The Handmaid's Tale for anyone, but I, like, screamed out loud at the last episode of... of the Handmaid's Tale, because I was just like, oh, like American Girl, like it's just, it is, it just is. It's like a pride okay. song for me, you know, of like. When did I say? I don't know. What's sucked. good about America? When did I, I know, say he I sucked? Around? I just said he's not the. He's the, look. Have I done anything perfect? No, <laughs> no. but I'm here plugging away every week. I get it. I know. I know. I think the hard thing oh, for me is that there's these songs people overhear, and then there's this massive catalog that's just so excellent, yes. and you you know you, you hear the same five songs over and over again. So I get it; they're annoying look, after a point. Look, but free falling is that song is exhausting to me personally. <laughs> it's got that bad Jeff Lynne production that's so super dated. The voice way up sounds like it recorded on a laptop. But how but how many people are familiar (laughs) with songs like, you know, The Insider, like off Hard Promises. I think Hard Promise is an excellent record. I think Wildflowers is an excellent record. Yes. You know, these songs don't get I wish they were played more on the radio because I actually think his catalog is impressive. It's just, you know, they play the same five songs and I get it. I don't listen to the radio. (laughs) You listen to the radio. I know you listen to the radio. I actually don't listen to the radio. I don't. I don't. I know. I know. I hear the things I I hear. love it. But look, he's got these songs with Zombie Zoo. That's a good song. <laughs> um, Actually, I think Night Watchman is the worst. That's but, the one that always look, gets me. He's got these Michael. things. It shows he's human. Right. I'm not putting right. him down. I'm just saying... <laughs> He's like he's done, he's done he's done the work and it's been he's consistently done the work and it's like look maybe he never gets hit by the lightning bolt of perfection with that, things but he for he forever did the work. Yeah, I mean I would argue that American Girl is pretty much one of the yes the well, greatest rock songs that's ever going to go down in our and is that a perfect collective. album? No, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh! Can't you, but can't you be a perfect song person and not a perfect album person? And isn't that just as important? You know, like maybe that's, it's never gonna, he's you just not what? a perfect album person. It's not he's a, a race. perfect song person. It's not a race. If it works, <laughs> I want everyone to, everyone should be happy and like what they like. And if, if he is your number one favorite person, 
then I'm glad you fa- you identified your number one favorite person. You know what I did? Do you know what I did this year? I, um, you know, because of the Heartbreakers, me and the Heartbreakers are turning 40 or whatever, so mm-hmm. they announced the tour uh, when they started announcing dates, and they announced one show only with Stevie Nicks, and I was like, it was really late, and I had just come home from a show, and I was like, who's buying a ticket? And it was like months ago. It was like six months ago. It, it was in England. It was in London, England, and I was like, whatever, I'm just buying a ticket. Kept thinking I would talk myself out of it or just resell the ticket or whatever, and I ended up going and seeing him and Stevie Nicks sing "Stop Dragging My Heart Around" together with a bunch of English people. That's awesome! <laughs> it was like having the most American moment ever, you know, with a bunch that of is, English people. That's but. fantastic. <laughs> why would you think? Why? I'm not arguing. I'm not taking I something know. away I from know. you. I'm I, on your side. I know. From I Chicago. know. I know. Which my it's my natural crazy. way. You know what you came in. <laughs> Like you were born a rebel down in Dixie, like right? You're just like your hero, Tom Petty. Uh, You've got a southern uh, accent. Oh, You're my God. Hero. Okay, well, uh, we know that he's also apologized for that because, Look, as you know, on that current tour. times go. I saw him on that tour. <laughs> I saw that. flag and all, yeah. And a huge Confederate yeah. flag fell down behind him. That may be his greatest <laughs> moment. No. <laughs> he's walked that one no. back. Yeah, great, I like that album a lot. I thought that was a great album. Did I like the? But it has that song "Spike" on it. Not a great song. <laughs> Keeping no. my thing alive here. That he's never <laughs> been perfect, but he's been really good to great the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just calling in to because I feel like last time we talked about Tom Petty, I didn't put into words exactly what it is. But I think to me, it's. I'm cutting this guy's I mean, slack because like his Bruce name is Tom. To me. His name's Tom. He already gets a pass. <laughs> part of, half past. He's like Bruce Springsteen to you. There you go. He's, he's my Bruce Springsteen. That's he's good. like my what I love about America. Great. You know, what makes me nostalgic and feel like like sensitive about America. Where I'm like, this place is great. I know it's such a garbage dump sometimes, but, you know. It's still, there's still some, like, shining thing that is, whatever the original idea is of America, it's still, that's never going to go away, and there's still great people here who are always going to make that rise to the top, even if we have to to wade through it here and there. We always have to wade through it. Yeah. America always yeah. is great and always sucks. <laughs> so but it's, the, always a pro, it's always a promise, right? Look. It's always, like, one one little promise, right? It's just like you're a person and you're here and you happen to be lucky to be in the country where you don't have robots flying over your head dropping bombs on your house. Yeah. Yep. No matter who the president is. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I have, I mean, obviously I have astrological feelings about it, but I feel like this eclipse is going to start. But I feel like there's a shift happening, and I'm. I feel like the news is coming hot and fast, but I'm like kind of waiting for something this. to break. The first shift I saw is Mike. Uh, Mike shifted himself out of that chair and booked a guest on the show. <laughs> you don't think I'm seeing changes here? One day after the eclipse, Mike's like, "Yeah, I got the guy from Twin Peaks on." Look, I'm seeing major are shifts right now. I'm seeing major <laughs> shifts going on here. Mike's uh, got a, got Freddie DeCordova out there now. All of a sudden. Bringing in, the, bringing in the big guests. Anything could happen. Yeah. Anything could happen. Yeah. The last guy, Mike brought some guy in here. My watch was missing. 
<laughs> the last guy, last guest Mike brought in. I'm not going to say who. My 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 watch grew feet and walked out. Apparently. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Sarah. Well, it's always a pleasure, Tom. Of course, I'll talk to you very soon. Thank you for everything. All right. Take care. Bye. Mike, you're, you know, my, I don't even wear a watch. Best show, hi. Um, hi, is this Sam? This is. Oh my God, this is crazy. Hi, I'm Rebecca from Scranton. Rebecca from Scranton. Yes. How are you tonight, Rebecca? I'm well, how are you? I'm good. Okay, so I wanted to call and defend free-falling a little bit. All right. Um, not in the way that it's a good song, because okay. it's not a good song. Um, but remember, like, last year, or the year before, Tom Petty came out and, like, told this story, because clearly he's embarrassed of the song, told this story about how he read it so he wrote it solely to make Jeff Lynne laugh. Mm-hmm. Well, he a hundred percent succeeded in that. Oh no! Look, like the lyrics are funny. This is what I'll say. Do I like the song "Free Fall"? No, I think it sucks. Do I wish okay. I wrote the song "Free Fall"? Yes. <laughs> Do I wish that the things I did to make other people laugh could make me a garbage truck full of money? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I would love to just be like, oh, I just did that thing to make my friend laugh, and then here, let me start shoveling money. Like literally, a billion dollars yeah, later, literally yeah. he could take the piles of money that song has made and start shoveling it like snow. Right, right. Yeah, yeah so I just wanted to point out, like, yeah, it's a terrible song. Oh, no. But he oh. clearly told that story because he knows it's a terrible song. And I love Tom Petty. But it succeeded in, like, its purpose. It served its purpose. Look, I, you are not going to get an argument from me. I wish... I wish, I wish, I wish I had a free falling. And look, maybe my vapetriloquism will be that when I start doing a ventriloquist vape act, which I'm going to start next week on the oh, show. Oh, God, I hope so. Maybe that's yeah. my free falling. I, I mean, I hope so. I, yeah, I'll pray for you. Now, Dudio, I need you I to find out if the smoke alarms are going to go off if I start vaping in here. <laughs> I'm good? Oh, no, don't do that. Tell you this: If these smoke alarms go off and they start getting, it's minus, be, minus four no. points for him. Minus four. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for letting me call. Rebecca, was it? Was it Rebecca? It's Rebecca from Scranton. Rebecca, you call anytime you want. Thank you for the call. Ah, uh, thank you. Thank you for the show. Of course, I will talk to you soon. You take care. Bye. Bye. My friends, I'm going to end the show tonight. Oh, wow. Why are you ending early? Well, I'm not ending early. It's midnight. I want to thank Jay Assing for calling in from Twin Peaks. I want to thank AP Mike for his booking job on that. Great job, Mike. And uh, I'm interested to see what Pat and Dudio come up with to show uh, that they can bring the goods. 
I tell you, better not get Adam Conover calling either. No, dude, dude, claims he knows the guy from Adam ruins everything. He likes whatever, whatever he was in with him. He was in like a club or something. I don't even know why. Look, I barely. But I could get Adam Conover to call in. And Sharpling and Worcester live, New York City. Early show sold out super fast. Late show, still some tickets available. It is selling, it is going to sell out very quickly. And when it's done, it's done. And we're not touring. This is the 20th anniversary rock, rotten, rule extravaganza at Murmur. You can check the uh, Twitter account to uh, get a link for the tickets. And, um, friends of Tom card, you go to patreon.com slash the best show. The only way to get the new friends of Tom card is to give $10 or more a month and have that be the case by October 1st. And then you will get a card and yeah. Thanks for listening this week. Uh, I was sick, and I appreciate everybody being a part of the show. Thank you so much. And um, one more Monster Magnet song we'll play. Uh, this is from Last Patrol song. Stay tuned uh, once again for Jeff Pettit. Back next week. Bye. It's a crazy.